Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hi, this is Eric Tamar from The Mediocre Show, and when I'm not having other people wipe my ass, I like the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mike. (laughs) I'm fucking awesome, and everybody should fucking bow down to me. Let me tell you about the cultural groups that I hate. (laughs) Hi, Eric Tamar here for The Shit Stick. Can you reach your asshole? I know I can. I use The Shit Stick. Sounded like you just ordered some tube steak. <laughs> stump, stump, stump. Obviously, you must be oblivious. Sleeping dragon, no such thing as coincidence. Evil Cheshire cat with a sexy cool. My big throw the mic, cause he still fucking rules. Got a new show and a little bit of time to show you what it's like without a number one mind. Bring a few friends, maybe a brew or two. Let the obviously oblivious into you. Obviously oblivious with the mic and evil Cheshire cat. And now, SPK45. Ah, yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously oblivious, double O. Nope, I think it's 91. Now I gotta look. Mm-hmm. Is it 91? It is. Alright, well, then I don't have to look. You're on the ball. I think. I listened to the one on the way here. How was the one from last week? It was good. Yeah, a little far bit did you get? Not far. Uh, there's some shit on that episode from last week. Well, I got to where Cat is going uh, pumpkin trunking this weekend. Steven got a picture with Carrie, she said. Of course he did. Yeah. I have a, a guy I know is actually a competitor. At the pumpkin jet? Yeah, at the, the human-powered. No class. shit. Yeah. Oh, wait, how did the human-powered? It's not treble shades. They throw pumpkins? No, it's a, it's a catapult, but it you ride a bike, and it and it winds it up, gets tension on, I guess, springs. There's the springs, <laughs> and then it launches it. Huh. What's his farthest distance? I have no idea. Maybe I, I should get him I didn't ask him. He the, sounds far more they're, they're called the Chunksters. Hmm. I'll have to look for my Discovery Channel. Yeah, I got a text. They were on it. I watched because I watched it last weekend. They were definitely on it. He yeah. he was even on it. He's like Grant just drove by in a go kart. Uh, I'm not interested. Tell me when you see Carrie. Yeah, that's what I want. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Eric tomorrow mediocre show. Um, creator, producer, uh, godlike figure over at the mediocre show. You mean you do everything? You forgot Kingmaker. Yes, Kingmaker. I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> you got it. It's my favorite one. Um. <clears throat> Eric came up. He's in a What to Do Studios tonight. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you don't do a lot of podcasting or or fake talk radio outside of your home. No, I don't. Whenever, and whenever I whenever I do interviews and stuff, it's usually every every time I've ever done anything, it's been you were there. So it's either been coming here to What It Do uh-huh. or going to uh, Trooper Thorns. Yeah, those are the only two I've done. Salt Lake City. Yeah, and Salt Lake City. And, but uh, but besides that, I mean, we did something at the the Podcraft Expo. Did yeah. Did you do uh, Troy's at his house? No. You did that? No, I made him come to my house. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, dude. you are such a fucking prima donna. I'm a diva bitch. You are. It's all right, though. You've earned it. Hey, Troy and I have the same Pro Tools gear. I would have brought my mic anyway to his place. I love your Pro Tools gear, by the way. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. Let me explain this to you people, you as a John Q listener. So I've been Eric's friend for 
Well, Anya's seven. Oh my God. Uh, five years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Maybe a little more. And um, we've been doing shows together for over three years now. Yep. And um, we were friends first, Eric. Yeah, true. Where were we talking on AIM? Yeah, when I worked at uh, for the county. And I worked for the city. Yeah. And that's what we did. We talked on AIM and we, we uh, developed a relationship. Yeah, we did. Of bitching and whining and complaining. Yeah, we did. Lots of that. And um, that's how people fall in love sometimes. I don't know. I mean, you see it in the movies all the time, like natural born killers. Oh man, you're making it weird. They have, I, that's how I do, but they have this, you know, a common complaint and then people, they get to, they get to be friends or lovers in our case. Dude, look at, uh, look at the hurricane Sandy aftermath in New York. People are meeting their neighbors that they've never met before. They lived across the hall from them for five years and never even talked to them. Now they're fucking best friends. That's awesome. It is awesome because in this world of digitalness, cause I can't say that word. Digitology. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, everything's tweet or text or, which by the way, we'll get to this later, but yeah, social media has killed our, our, our little niche. What do you mean? Uh, the voicemails, the forums, uh, all that, all the contact goes down because people get a hold of you all week long. Yeah. So I think that's actually killed show interaction. It has. It definitely has. And that upsets me because now where before you would get an email and not respond to it and people would have to wait till they. Call yeah, it a voicemail. Yeah. Now they just tweet you, and you're Mr. Fucking Tweet McGee. I'm tweeting McG- McGinty. You're like, here. hey, everybody tweet at me. I'll tweet back. I mean, I do, but, it, and, I, and I, get what, I get what you're saying. It's just that it changed, and, I, and I'm a guy that likes the voicemail, because I like to hear the people's voice when they're talking. I like, I like to hear the nervousness in their voice when they're calling yeah. in, and I miss that, and, and people don't do it anymore. It's kind of sad. Well, I'm, historically, I'm not a big people person, but I agree. Mm-hmm. Voicemails, I mean... It's a little more personal. I mean, emails are fine, but you hear the voice, you hear the inflection of what they're trying to say. It's more of a, I like it better. I've about had it with Twitter though, in general. Why? What's your, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of people retweeting Bill Maher. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all they're doing is retweeting their famous people that they follow. I'm guilty of it. I retweet, retweet whatever Wawa says that I agree with. Wow, it's amazing, though. It is. I, I think I did three today that were just... Did you really? Wow, wow, Richard. <laughs> but, I, but I don't know, man. I, it's kind of lost its luster for me. I'm, I'm going to try to get back into it. You know what I just started doing on Twitter? What's that? Favoriting shit. I like that better. It's like, I saw what you said, and I... Like I it. I had a I had a chortle, mm-hmm. but not. it wasn't so good that it needs to be retweeted, and I need to share it with people, but I want you to know that I enjoyed it. I like it. That's what yeah. I do. Every time, that's exactly what I say. I like it. Yeah. Like uh, Battery the other day. Mm-hmm. That, did you see that one that I actually, I did retweet it. It says, uh, I only eat top ramen. That's how ball I yeah, am. Yeah. That's good He's shit. He's a funny guy. That's some good shit. Underrated, that guy. No, it doesn't suck. I like it. I just, I don't, I need to figure out a new way in which to use it. Uh, I'm actually enjoying, I haven't, I haven't been Twittering as much or tweeting as much. I've been using uh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. I like that. Yeah, I enjoy that. Put a picture up. You don't have to say much. Instagram takes the best part of Facebook without the bullshit of Facebook, and because I the, that's what I like about Facebook is the pictures that people post. Yeah, and I like commenting on the pictures or liking the pictures, doing like that. I can do that with Instagram without the like political discourse that comes with Facebook. And it's really the only thing that you do online that isn't as mediocre show. It's actually as you. Yeah, that's the. I think that is the only thing because everything else is. Yeah. Mediocre, yep. the mediocre. Let's go back to uh, 
when Eric was a young lad. Dashing young lad. Usually I say, uh, tell the tell the listeners who you are, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We don't need to do that for you. We know. Right. We got it. If uh, people haven't stumbled into, if they haven't stumbled into this show through the Mediocre Show, well, I don't want to they're assume. at least aware of it. Yeah, I would hope. They are. Um, and it's just like uh, in the old days. Uh, people listen. Anyway, um, I've seen lots of pictures of you as a young lad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a lot about you personally, but mm-hmm. it's not like you hold anything back on, on the show. Yeah. But you don't offer things up just because. I want to hear more right now. I want to hear more about Eric the child, Eric the youngster. It's so it's so uninteresting though. Is the thing. But it's not. This is what people are going to want to hear. Well, like what? Like what specifically? Like what? What kind of shit I was into? Yeah. Like okay. Let's say let's start around five. Okay. I don't remember and, much. Well, just work up. Okay. Like what happened? You know, I know. I know your parents aren't together. Right. I was but, a I was a Cub Scout around five. You were a Cub Scout. Yeah. Sure was. Made it to Weeblow. What the hell is that? That's the highest rank of Cub Scout before you go into Boy Scouts. I never made it into Boy Scouts. By choice interest. or. I just lost interest, and my dad didn't really care. All right. He was like, mm, yeah, you win some, you lose some. I don't think my dad was a Boy Scout. No, I can't see that. No, I don't think he was. He was a fool. So you, would you wear your little gear with the yellow, little yellow scarf yeah. and the thing mm-hmm. there? Yep, the blue the blue shirt. Yeah. Cub Scouts are the blue shirt and the with scarf. The yellow and scarf. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had that little metal clip to hold the scarf one. Right, and you had the sash Yeah, that had all the merit badges and stuff. Yeah, I was, How many I was merit a, badges did you have? I had many. Many. Oh, fuck. I don't know how many. I don't know how many, but it was a lot. It was many, many merit badges. Like what? Did you do the Pine Racer? No, oh, I, I fucking owned the Pinewood Derby. Did you? I did really well. Like, really well. Did you build it, or did you have somebody help you? No, no, no. I mean, my dad my dad would help me only in the way that he would show me how to use the tools to build them. So he wouldn't plane the car for you? No, no. He would show me. He would show me. And I didn't use a planer, dude. What'd I you? used the fucking grind, like a bench grinder. How I made old? some badass pine. I mean, young, dude. Like, way before I should have been doing that. Mm. But my dad taught me. I mean, my dad, my dad taught me how to shoot guns when I was young and fish and and use use heavy like tools that probably I shouldn't have been. But he taught me fear of them. like hunting guns or shooting at the drive. I mean, the no, drive, like handguns and, driving and rifles and stuff. What, what is it called? Shooting range, not shooting. the driving range. No, I mean, we, he, I don't think I ever went to a range with my dad until last, maybe two years ago. Uh, we always went out to a hunting camp. That was my grandfather's hunting camp. My dad or my brother is now. A member there, and we would go up there, and and shoot there. Out, so they had a range. It was just outside. Did you shoot animals or things? No, no, no things. You ever I mean, shoot I, an animal? Yeah, yeah. What'd I mean, I, hunting. I mean, hunting goes. My family is deep balls deep in hunting. See, I, <clears throat> I didn't know this. Yeah, my. I mean, you knew my brother is. Yeah, I but that was my is. my dad, my grandfather. I your brother was an anomaly that just likes to shoot guns. No, I mean that's that goes back way way like back. The whole Tennessee family. roots. No, I mean he, my grandfather was born in Germantown. Really? Or I'm sorry, my dad was born in Germantown, but they're from Pennsylvania. Okay. So they moved to Tennessee. They moved to Tennessee. Okay. And then So it wasn't like you were moonshine hunters. And no, then no. my mom's you, I mean my mom's family is hill folk from Tennessee. Like is it like straight up hillbillies? Yeah. Not 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 hillbillies. Her her parents were well, 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 real quick, if you watch the T V shows now, a hillbilly yeah. isn't a negative term. Yeah. Well no no no, I'm just saying they, they weren't they weren't like that. Like her my grandparents on my mother's side lived in the city in a, a town called Maryville. Tennessee, which is right outside Knoxville. Okay, and they were they were like city people. Like my grandfather was a, an accountant, so he wasn't. But his family, a fancy city folk, came up out of the. I mean, they came out of the hills, okay. like for real, in the mountains, how in how the Smokies. Become, how did he become a fancy city folk? 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, I just aspirations of being a big guess, accountant. I don't, there, there was never, they died when I was really young. So I never really got to know them. Okay. Well. I remember your grandparents, them. my mother's, my mother's parents. Okay. Yeah. My grandparents. I never, I never really. And plus they lived in Tennessee. Like we saw them once a year up until, and I think they died when I was like five or six. Okay. So I never really had a crazy relationship like I did with my, my father's side because they were in Pennsylvania and we were closer, like, ge- uh, like geographically close. Yeah. Not physically. No. But but anyway. Emotionally. Hunting goes way back in my family. And when I was, I think you can get your hunting license when you're 14. And we were we were into it, me and my brother. And so my dad took us down. You have to take a course when you're under the age of 18. You have to take a course to get your hunting license. Yeah. Take the course, take the test, and then you get your hunting license. So I was 14. I was the youngest you could take it. And I took the hunting. This is like a written test. It's like a driver's test. Yeah. And, um. And my dad takes us down there. My brother and I go through the course and it was like only a couple days. And then you, I think it was a weekend. It was like a Saturday and a Sunday, like all day, both days. Take the course at the end. And the, I guess the instructor comes out and says, are you Eric's, Eric's father? And he's like, shit, he <laughs> failed. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I sure am. And Scott. And he's like, okay, I just want to let you know your son got, 100 percent on that no shit he's like i've seen we we give this test to a lot of kids he's like i've never seen a kid get a i've never seen any kid get a hundred and he got a hundred and is the youngest person i've ever seen now, take this was test. he concerned like he could be a murderer a serial killer like a, just going around shooting people from clock towers or, no, no no there's no shooting or this kid just fucking this all, all the shit. no all this test is there's no shooting in this test. no i'm just saying you know, like the mentality yeah no my dad was concerned because he thought failed the test i'm gonna have to i know what your dad was concerned i'm talking about the the instructor no he wanted my dad to know be proud of this kid okay because it it, it was all like like with the driving test like you can't shoot this animal at this time of year it's like bullshit like that you can't make a left turn on red like all that shit unless you get two one way street a three-point turn a buck right exactly exactly can't fist a buck in april 12-point turn a buck yeah right i think that's okay but anyway so that's i mean and and i went hunting maybe twice with my grandfather and uh, bow hunting. I never, I never went gun. I never, I never went hunting with a gun. Ariana was a bow huntist. Yeah, yeah. You just have I like it. Common. If I'm, if I'm gonna go hunting, and and I'm not against hunting, I'm, I'm for it. I'd rather not use a gun to go hunting. If I'm gonna go hunting, I'm gonna use a bow or a crossbow. So you're like um, the guy on Walking Dead. That, yeah, that would be your Daryl. Yeah, uh, your of choice. Weapon. Well, I mean, I have a crossbow. Do you? Yeah, yeah. A crossbow, not a longbow. No, a crossbow. So you know, like, when I was a kid, I had a, a compound bow. That's a looks like a longbow, but has the gears. Yeah, all the. Yeah. They yes. hurt your hands. They do, and that's why a crossbow is better. We were shooting the crossbow a couple of weeks ago in the backyard. What have you killed? Uh, I shot a deer, male or female. Uh, I think it was a female. I don't remember. I was young. Better, I think. They, they, I'll tell you, they do because mm-hmm. my brother just got a doe. It was a lot better. Uh, but we never found her. What do you mean? Like I shot the deer, and it was in early afternoon. And we searched until the sun went down, and we never found her. And this is when I was a kid. How did you know you shot her? Oh, I hit her. I hit her, and she ran off. Did you see that splatter? Yeah, yeah, and we okay. tried to track her, and we just never could never could find her. So poor deer just probably suffering somewhere. Yeah. And that's what's- You're not I, good trackers, apparently. I'm not. Uh, but that turned me off from hunting for years, and I didn't- I've never gone hunting since that, because I was like, I now I hurt an animal, and I didn't even find it, and get the meat, and, mm. and use it for the whole purpose. And how old were you? 15 you know there's 14, people that 15? have been hunting for 20 years and they still haven't got a deer yeah uh, yeah i know but but i mean that was that that's what turned me off i was like i can't 
I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I haven't hunted since. So you went from, uh, shooting deer and not finding them to curb stomping old ladies. That's, yeah. That's where that that's, switch was. That's a providence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it goes. But anyway, so I'm, I'm, I may go hunting next year with my brother. Uh, that's yet to be determined, but I don't know. I mean, I know your brother's safe. Yeah. I still trust him. No, he's good. He's, he's really safe around weapons. I hope so. Yeah. I'm going to wear orange. The, um, well, with bow hunting, you usually don't, but so you're up in tree stands. Oh, you go up into tree stands. Yeah. You're up in tree stands and then you're shooting down. I got no idea. Yeah. I seen. You don't have to, but. On that 70s show, they had rifles in the tree stand. When you're shooting with guns, you should wear orange. And that's the law in Pennsylvania. You wear orange when you're shooting. An arrow could kill you just as much. It's true. But generally, you're at a tree stand when you're bowing. You're shooting down. You're shooting down. So, but if some, jackass is, human. if some jackass is walking around like a Bigfoot or a deer, they're fucked. Though. Yeah, but you also can't shoot 100 yards accurately with a bow. If you saw a Bigfoot and you were in a tree stand, shoot the balls out of it. You would shoot it. Yeah. Just for, yeah. so there's proof for the meat. No, I don't care about that. For the meat. But you want to eat Bigfoot. Yeah. Ah, they bet they're gamey. Team Bigfoot. <laughs> I bet they're very gamey. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> okay. So we learned that you're a huntist. Well, you were. What about, did you particularly do well in school? Were you too cool for school? Were you? Uh, when I was young, I did well in school. And then I, I got the, I got lazy and, compl- and, and I just didn't want to do anything. Compl- what age? Uh, I think late, probably, probably middle school. Okay. I'd say, I mean, elementary school, I did really well. Uh, early middle school, I probably did pretty well. And then I kind of, I started skateboarding and, and drugs mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I, I just didn't give a shit, but I, I mean, I did well enough to get by. That's what I always did. I just, just enough to get by. And that's not good. I, I don't suggest that at all. No, no, no. I, cause I did pretty much the same thing. Um, how did you have the grades high enough to get admitted into full South? Are you, is that a serious question? Yeah. You know that that's not. A you don't thing. need to have no. Okay. You need to have a high school diploma for that. It's, it's fucking roadie school. Really, that's all you need. Yeah. Well, I don't know now. Now it's an actual university. Yeah, because I, I, that's what I thought. I thought that there was a whole bunch of. You need to have a certain GPA now. Well, may, that maybe always. That may be true now. No, it was not true in ninety eight. Is when I went there. So two years after I graduated high school. So you went there in the wild west of. It would. I mean, it wasn't school. It was accredited. Like I got an associate's degree mm-hmm. from there. But now you can get a you can get a uh, bachelor's degree, and, and in fact, I think a master's as well. Like it's an actual university now. Yeah, no, it is now. Yeah, yeah. Then I thought not. it always was. No, that's, no. there's my mistake. Yeah. So why did you decide to go down there? Because that's what you wanted to do, or you just wanted to get out of Pennsylvania? No, no, I wanted to. I mean, in fact, I if you know, I mean, I graduated high school in '96. I didn't go to college until '98 because I I applied when I was in high school. I applied to three schools. And it was like the San Francisco Film Institute, NYU mm. for film. Good luck with that. Yeah, I applied to a bunch of film schools, and I didn't get in at any of them. <laughs> so I just was like, mm, I'm not going to go to college then. I, I wasn't interested in going to like, you know, to Penn State and getting Drexel a degree in, in 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 whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I wanted to do film. There was no point for me to. There's no point for me to go to another school. So what were you doing in that time between, I can't believe you're three years. I thought you were closer in age to me than that. I graduated in 93. Okay. Three years. Oh, we would have been in high school at the same time. Yeah. I would have made fun of you. Yeah. A little fucking You're a year older than my brother. I'm older than Scott. Yeah. Oh shit. Yep. That's sickening. I, I look at him and I think he's like 42, but he's he acts like 94. 94. Wow. Um, so what'd you do those two years? I drove tow trucks. 
<laughs> I'll just let that sink in. Yeah. So you graduated from high school. Graduated from high school and straight with, to tow trucks. Within, I think it was within six months, I started driving tow trucks. A friend of mine worked for a towing. I was going to say, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just asking, was there like a like a, a fa- um, job fair? And they're like, hey, tow trucks. No, my my buddy worked there, and it was like, you know, I moved out of my parents' house immediately for my dad's house because my parents had gotten divorced when I was a freshman. Or we'll get back to sophomore. that. <clears throat> and my friend worked at a towing company. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, back in 96, there was a big murder in the area, in, in the town, like the Wayne area. Mm-hmm. And I forget what her name is, Amy something. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I, do, like I don't know the last name. Deal. I do know exactly what you're talking about. Well, one of the suspects was a tow truck driver from Tommy's Towing, the company that I worked at. Really? And he went to jail. So there was an opening. So my buddy was like, hey, guy, you should come over here and they, we need a guy. Like, come work for us. And so I did. Um, he was then later released because he didn't murder anyone, yeah. but, um, but I still had his job. So he just lost his job altogether. Yeah. I mean, he was a scumbag in other ways. <laughs> okay. From what I told, I never met, I never met the guy, but, um, from what I'm told, he was a scumbag in other ways. So they didn't want him there. Anymore. A lot of on the job training or just, they, they show you how to do stuff and let you on. Just uh, it's about a, like less than a week. You ride with another guy for less than a week and they're like, mm, and go. So you have a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of, uh, you had to get on these cars and set shit up and pull people out of ditches. And yeah, that was my favorite thing about towing is, is winching people out of like driving off the road, like snowstorms. We made a ton of money when it's, well, I'm sure. What's some of the craziest shit, shit you've seen? Uh, I got into a car, uh, I had to tow a car DUI accident right after a guy died in the car. Was it messy? Yeah, it was awful. Ugh. And I, and I, I, I sat in the driver's, the seat of the death car, like right away. Because I had to put it in neutral. That's fucking crazy. Put it on the car, but I sat there for a little while. Like this is the last guy that sat here is dead. You could have absorbed his essence. Yeah, it was it was freaky, and I was really interested in it. And then I brought the car back to the tow yard. A couple of friends came by, and they sat in the death car too. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, because it was. I know it sounds fucking weird and morbid, but like it was really interesting. Well, that age too. I mean, you know, yeah, nineteen years, eighteen, nineteen years old, and then. Uh, this is the company that, remember Lenny Dykstra's big car accident, Darren Dalton and all yeah, that? Yeah. This is the company that towed that car and the car was sitting there when I worked there. The, the Mercedes that he yeah, wrecked nice was car too. sitting there for 10 years. It huh. sat there because it was, there was a case going on, an mm-hmm. ongoing case so we couldn't get rid of it. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of goofy shit. I, I discovered one thing. If anybody out there drives tow trucks, which I'm sure they don't, but. There was this thing that I discovered when driving tow trucks, and, and I, my brother works there, too. Actually, I got him a job there, and then he stayed for a long time. Um, oh, I've got a dead body story, too. Good. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, so good. I'm encapsulated, or whatever the word is. <laughs> you are encapsulated. <laughs> I, uh, I discovered when you'd go to winch out, winch people out, there wasn't a, a basic rate for that. Towing was $50 hookup, $2 a mile. Pretty okay. basic. It's always the same. You know, lockouts were 55 bucks or whatever, 45 bucks or whatever it was. But winches had to do with how dangerous it was, how much gear you used, how far off the road it was. So you had to, like, figure out how much to charge these people. You had to tell them beforehand about what it would be. Yeah. Well, what you can't I, just say, I'll pull you out and it's going to be $300. Well, that's what I found out. If I go, it's going to be 300 bucks. People will be like, what are you talking about 300 bucks? It's too much. If you, like, stand there with a clipboard for a while, like we're jot stuff down and like get back in the truck, look like you're using a calculator, come back out with a slip that says 
298.17. And you hand them that, they will never argue it. Just under 300. No, it doesn't matter. It could be 311.42. But because it looks like you put because a lot of Because it's a into fucking it. weird number, people never argue it. So that hmm. works with anything. If you're, if you're in a job, if maybe if you're a tattoo, well, see, tattoo's different. But if, you, but if you're in a job that you get to make up the price, make up a fucking weird number. People never question it. Now, were you, were you making the money up for the company, or were you making money for yourself, too? Well, we were on commission. Okay. So, so it would be, you know, the company would get, <clears throat> and I, I don't remember how much we got, 30%, I think. Were you nice to be like cute girls, or more of a dick to drunk assholes, or? Uh, well, with the drunk assholes, it was generally DUIs for the police, so they, we didn't really have a lot of contact with them. Mm-hmm. They were already in, locked up and gone. They already took them away. Um, but a lot, I mean, sometimes if the DUI was close enough to the shop, you have a running car. So we just put two drivers in the front of the truck, go back, just hop in the car and drive it back to the shop. There's no point in towing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, we towed illegally parked cars at Villanova University and stuff like that. So you just, <clears throat> getting back to the number, they just make up a random weird ass number. And- yeah. You, you know what you want to get. You want to get 300 bucks because you're going to have to, you're going to be knee deep in in mud and snow mm-hmm. and laying on your back and soaking wet for the next six hours. Yeah. So you're like, I want 300 bucks out of this. Well, make it 307.96 and they will never argue it and they'll give you exactly what you ask. Because if you say just 300, it just sounds like you're saying, oh, it's $300. Yeah, it's 300 bucks. And they'll be like, this is too much. I love 250. Why I, I ain't fucking haggling? So I just made up a crazy number. Psychologically, if you if someone gives you a bill for some fucking weird number, you go, well, there has to be some sort of algorithm that's getting some into thought this process number. behind it. Well, there has to be something that they're using to figure out yeah. exactly why it's three hundred and seven ninety four. It's not three hundred bucks. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I, I guess that totally makes sense. Yeah. So I it, it could be I was, useful. It was a lot of psych- psychological shit. I always, always worked. I also always worked uh, holidays when I worked there. Just to make the extra Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Because, well, my family didn't live in the area. My mom was living in North Carolina at the time. My dad was in Tennessee. So it was me and my brother. So we'd both work. They make balls money. Crazy money. <clears throat> and what I discovered is you wear a button-down shirt on a holiday, and you're a little bit late, and you apologize for getting there late. People thought, oh, they were with their family. They were ruining their day. They were ruining their day. Tip well. Nice. So it was, I turned driving tow trucks, which is pretty simple fucking gig into like a psychological game you rain man that shit i did and i found i found ways to game the system in many ways if you would only put that mind towards count uh card counting yeah exactly well i made good money i made really good money when i was there Hmm. so then for an 18 year old kid what about the dead body thing well that was years later and that was after i don't remember if that was after school or, or before school, but so you went to school and came back and did tow trucks. I don't think I. I think I did. I came and filled in. This is this is the thing. It was. Uh, I don't remember the year, so I'll, I'll figure that out. It was the Republican National Convention was in Philadelphia. Okay, if you remember that years ago, and um, and the mayor at the time said we're going to get forty thousand abandoned cars out of here in forty. It was like two thousand. Was, that was right? it? Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it probably was. I mean, someone could fact check that. I'm it's sure it's two thousand twelve now. So two thousand eight, two thousand four, two thousand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when. It, yeah. So that's when it was. So it was right after school. I think I just come back. I hadn't started a job yet, and I was like, you know, he called me. My brother called me. He's like, we got, we have this thing, which is, you know, it's the forty thousand cars in forty days that the mayor wants to do. Get these abandoned cars out of the city. Working with the PCA. It's a lot of fucking cars. It, it was, dude. And it was. Uh, he's like, if you want to do it, it pays well. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. 
and it was fun. It was, it, I'm not dealing with jump starting assholes and doing that. I'm just rolling to the same spot, meeting up with, with cops and towing a shitload of cars. But when I had guns pulled on me, knives, guy came after me with a claw hammer. Did you ever do like repossessions? This was essentially repossession. Okay. So this was in, in the city of Philadelphia. If your car was not inspected, your car was not registered or they deemed it abandoned. So those, those two things can deem it abandoned right there, but it could be no registration, no inspection, no insurance. Any one of those things will get it, could get it towed and yeah. can still. Yeah, no, that's still a thing that, that, but that started with this. Even if it's on your property, they can still take yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were going and taking these cars like this one guy, we were taking this old Cadillac, which was actually pretty fucking badass. And, uh, he came out with a fucking, with a hunting rifle after me. And we had these cops with, we had Nextel phones at the time. So I believe <clears throat> I jumped, I saw him coming out with a gun. So I, and I was already hooked up to the car. I just jumped back in the cab and called the, the officer that was with us. Uh-huh. She was a block away. She came running back. She knew the guy huh. from the neighborhood because he was a problem. And she just fucking laid him out. Really? Like, a, like punched him and knocked the gun out of his hand and just lay big, big lady cop. Fucking knocked him out from West Philly, Southwest Philly. Wow. And uh, a badass. she was from the neighborhood too. And she knew, and she's like, I, he's like, oh, it's my, my dad's car. It's my dad's car. She's like, I know it's your dad's car. If you cared about the car, you would have inspected it in the last eight years. Yeah. Or gotten it registered in the last eight years. We're taking it. And she stood there gun drawn on him, him in cuffs while I towed the car. <sighs> but then while we were doing that, another guy I was working with, um, we were towing the cars from all over the city down to the Navy yard, which is now like corporate park down there. Uh, it was after the Navy yard was closed mm-hmm. for the Navy, but before it was bought out and, uh, we were storing them there. We, we pulled these cars off a block. I got a call on my cell phone. She's like, is Bob with you? I was like, yeah, Bob's with me. She's like, did you guys just tow a bunch of cars off of this specific block in Westville? I said, yeah. Why? And she's like, where are they now? I'm like, we're there at the yard. We mm-hmm. just dropped them off. We're on our way back. She's like, all right. And she hung up and I'm like, the fuck is that weird so i when next time we came back with cars I was like what's going on like why why did you call about that car and she goes well i couldn't really talk about it when i was right there because the special victims unit was here no shit and i was like what and she was like yeah uh, one of the cars you towed they'd been watching they'd been staking it out because they were pretty sure that there was a body in it. no kidding like in the trunk in the trunk Ugh. they'd been staking it out to see if anyone was going to come back because they'd been watching it it was formerly used to change it was an abandoned car they were leaving money in it leaving drugs in it swapping out big loads of fucking drugs like a kill room in it too. and there was a dead woman in the trunk of it and oh. and i said that to the guy i was like bob anything weird about that car you took it was like a it was like a plymouth like a 90s plymouth or mm-hmm. 80s plymouth and he was like he was like dude it smelled bad because this guy was going into every fucking car and robbing shit <laughs> he was just taking stuff out if there was like tools in it he was taking and I was like, did you go in that car? He's like, no. He's like, it stunk bad. I thought there was, Ugh. he's like, I thought there was just maybe a dead animal in it because we we came across a lot of like cars that had like dead cats. And stuff. Yeah. But there is a dead animal and it's a human being. There was. And then the special victims unit came down there and, and fucking took the car, took the dead lady. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. What would you have done if you would have popped the trunk and there had been a fucking dead body? I would have stopped and called the cops. I mean, what else are you going to do? Do you think you would have thrown up or do you would have taken it? Okay. Apparently it had been there for some time. So I probably would have puked. He said it was really bad. He never opened the trunk. Yeah. Like he, he could smell it from a couple feet away. Yeah. That's so, fucking nuts. Yeah. That was crazy. It was a crazy time. But that, that was, uh, that was fun. Towing was, towing's fun for a couple of years. 
But it's not something you want to make. You don't want to make a career because though every every old guy that I that I knew when I was towing, they were just beaten down. They have all their fingers still. Not usually. Yeah, I mean it's a dangerous job too. Yeah, it is. Winches break. Yeah, cars fall on you. Yep. So <clears throat> I want to I want to get back back further in your life in a little bit, but I want to see where did you go from after the towing. I mean, I went, I, I was towing, um, you mean occupationally or in life? Yeah. Just everything in general. Well, I was towing and I was, I was kind of getting bummed out about it. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. And then, and then the school thing came up. I was like, maybe I should, maybe I should go to school. And then I found out about full sale. actually fucking an ad in Rolling Stone magazine. So it wasn't like a draw this turtle and come to school. No, no. I mean, you do. Things. There's not placement tests. If you got money, you could. At that point, if you had money, you could go there. Were you paying for it with the, the tow truck money? No, no. I mean, I got loans and grants and okay. stuff, which I'm still fucking paying the loans back. Isn't that wonderful? It's terrible. Um, but anyway, so like, and I think I was just like, you know, I need to, I need to do something better. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to drive. Well, there's nothing wrong with driving tow trucks forever. I didn't want to fucking do it. Like it was, it it wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. It was fun when I was a young man, and Jesus, and I made a whole bunch of money. You know, that's why when I'm in your studio and I'm dropping shit, and I yeah. know what it feels like. Right? I know, yeah. I know what it feels like. Um, making a whole bunch of money as a young dude, you know, a young single dude. That's why I worked in the factory. I was making lots of money. But I was working, I mean, and the rub with towing is your work, like you work a day shift, and then you're on call all night long. Ugh. So it was a rotation. You have two guys on yeah. call every single night. My brother still has one of the calendars from when we worked hmm. there. I was working days, and every... I mean, it was, it was like three days that entire month that I wasn't working nighttime as well. That's, so it was exhausting, but you, made, have a, to you made a bunch of money in cash. What about when you were down, when you went down to Full Sail? Did you go down by yourself down to Florida or did you uh, I intended I intended to go by myself. Um, yeah, you went to uh, an open house. What you do is you'd go down and, and you, before you go there, they wanted you to go tour the place and see if you were interested. I mean, they wanted to get the hooks in. Is, is the truth because once you saw the place, there was no question. Yeah. So I went down and I flew down and you know, I was in punk bands for years and, uh, and there was a band wanker played with this band bug light bug lights. Fucking awesome. By the way, I don't know if you've ever heard no. of them, they're from, uh, they're from like the Aston PA area, like Delaware County, Southern Delaware County. Um, but they played a lot of shows in Westchester. They played with us a bunch of times in Wayne and stuff like that. And, uh, so I was getting I've on the bands down there. I don't, Oh no! Um, I'm sorry. God, I'm a punk band. If I played them for you, you'd probably go like, ah, "I've heard them. They mm-hmm. were on Creep Records." Um, but I went I'm nodding, to, by the way, people. I'm yeah. Nodding. So I went. Uh, I went. You know, I I was like, "Yeah, I want to come down and check out this open house." And there, you know, I think I I paid for my flight down, but back then, I mean, flights to Florida were nothing. I mean, it was like a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks round trip, hundred bucks round trip. Yeah. Back then. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll go check it out." And they're like, "Well, we have a whole bunch of other students coming down on this flight from Newark." You can fly out of Philadelphia if you want to. There's a bunch of other students coming out of Newark. We have a special rate on this plane. Oh, okay. So, you know, if you, we'll book it for you. You, you know, you send us the money. Also, I'm sure they made money on that, too. Yeah. And I show up at the Newark airport, and I'm like, I'm standing there waiting for the plane. And I realize that there's, like, two guys that I used to be in a band with. Or, let me back up. They, the one guy was in Bug Light. Mm-hmm. They were also in a band called Situation 54 that I later ended up playing in. Yeah, that's how I know that name. Yeah, so 
so it was my friend Kyle who was in Bug Light and Situation 54. He was only in Situation 54 for a little bit. And and then Eric, who I've talked to, Eric Yeager, I've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. He's my friend that passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were standing there. He was in Situation 54, too. And that's how I got into Situation 54 was Eric. And then and I was like, what are, you, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, oh, we're going out to check out this school in Florida. I'm like, fucking me, too. Uh, so And I hadn't seen them in years at, since Situation 54 ended. We got to talk, and we, you know, we were on the plane down there and stuff like that, and, and I'm talking to him, like, you guys doing this, or what? And Kyle's like, yeah, dude, I'm definitely doing it. Mm. And I was like, all right, fucking me too. And we came down at the same time. And so so I knew someone else that was there. I would have gone anyway, but it, it, it just it worked out nicely that I knew someone so from So did you, like, room with them, or is there dorms, or how was that? Now, there's no, there weren't dorms at that school at the time. Now they have dorms. But at the time, it was, you know, you got an apartment. Um, and I didn't, I was like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to have a roommate. So I got a, I got a small, I got a one bedroom apartment by myself. Well, I was like, nice. if I'm paying for this, like, I really don't want to. How much you paying, paying in Florida for? Dude, it was nothing. It was like 650 bucks a month. That's crazy. And it was a one bedroom apartment in a gated apartment complex with two pools, a hot tub, a fucking rec room with a pool table and big screen TVs. Now, were you working too? No, I took it all in loans. I mean, I did a little bit of work when I was down there. I DJ'd a couple times, and I did uh, I did tours, the same tour that I went down there on. I did that, and they paid you for that. But for, for the most part, no, it was all loans. Now, was it a real serious time, or did you uh, have a lot of party time? No, there's no... You're going to school 80 hours a week. And you're just all over the place, just setting shit up and learning how to do this. And Yeah, well, I mean, it's basically what it is. There's At the time, they had... Uh, they had two full-size studios that were worth well over a million dollars holy shit like like you know 96 channel boards like neve vr consoles which are are half a million dollar consoles like mixers and stuff and outboard gear and and fucking craziness like it's legit legit ssl boards i mean like hundred like five hundred thousand dollars just for the just for the fucking mixer you know what i mean so then there's the whole rest of the room and then the mics and then so it was literally million dollar room and, um, so there was those studios and then there were smaller rooms that had pro tools rigs mm-hmm. that were like the same as this. It was like a small mixer. It's not a million dollars, but it works. No, but what I'm saying is, I mean, they had all these, they had all these things and then they had, you know, they had like, and this, this like pro tools three or 2.0. This is way back. This was in 98. So it was like very early pro tools, but, and then they had, you know, zip drives. And they'd have all the audio on, on a zip disk. I don't miss zip, zip drives. Yeah, no, me neither. But, but, but anyway, so they had other labs that had that stuff and smaller labs. But there was only those two big main rooms. But because of how many students there were and they had to get through because a new class started every month and one graduated every month. Are you serious? It's a 13-month course. And they just kept plugging out and plugging it's them out. It's a 13-month course where you leave with an associate's degree. Wow. So it's it's it was literally oh, 80, yeah, you're really getting a lot of time in there. Eighty plus hours a week. Yeah. And there's no you don't have summer break. You have Christmas break was three weeks. So it went the week before Christmas to after New Year's. So it was like a three week break. I mean, that was it. Those are the only breaks. And you know, you'd have an, a long weekend now and again, but I ain't fucking flying back to Philadelphia for a long weekend. No. But you're still hanging out with your boys that you went down with? Yeah. Or so did you meet more people? Well, we met a lot of more people. There's a lot of people from Jersey down there okay. that I ended up hanging out with and stuff like that. I know you're just a big fan of Jersey. <laughs> no. I mean, they, they were good people, though. But it was like Northeast people. You know, we kind of yeah. gravitate to each other. Yeah. Well, um, that's a lot of Northeast people in Florida. Yeah, so, yeah. It's the only tolerable thing about it. And this was uh, suburban Orlando. 
So it's like a pretty nice area. Hot as hell though. Steamy. Balls. Yeah. But but again, everything's air conditioned down there. And I was in school so much, and when I wasn't in school, I was home sleeping. So it wasn't really wasn't really exposed to it. Right. So it, they cram a lot into it. I didn't really have time to party, and I wasn't. I didn't drink then. I didn't do any drugs. I didn't drink. So you were I, dead I was, serious. I was focused. And I did really. I did really well there. Because like, it was something. That, it was something. Yeah, it was something that I wanted. And they didn't have any kind of placement. No, they did. This is. Don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. This is the one thing that has always confused me about you. Uh-huh. <clears throat> People don't see the back end of of the shows. Mm-hmm. They don't see. They they don't know that. You know, when I put my first studio together, I did it, and it was all right. But once uh, we became friends, you've done some amazing shit. Showed me some stuff that I would never thought of. Uh, I've rewired with, your studio three times. Yeah, with with your with the uh, studio when you were in uh, Upper Drugs, and now uh-huh. in the new place in Westchester. Yeah. I mean, these are beautiful, legitimate studios. Yeah. Even the one here. I mean, it's legitimate. Yeah, for sure. You do amazing shit. You did the DJ. You know, you've done backstage with uh, stagehand work. And, yeah, roadie. Yeah. And it just, it's always confused me how with, uh, and this is, this goes to when you were doing your uh, hiremeu.com, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Like, I just could never get, and we're going to, we're going to talk about this in depth yeah. uh, about the, the no job thing, but it's, it's, it's always confused me how you never got into that well i can tell i can tell you what went down what right after i was done school you slept with the headmaster's daughter yeah there's no headmaster okay um i no, i went i went i went to school and then i you know i knew a bunch of punk rock and hardcore people um set up a bunch of because i set up a bunch of shows when i was in philadelphia i took that to florida with me i set up a ton of punk rock shows when i was in florida um I mean, probably in the, in the little over a year that I was there, probably ten or fifteen shows, on That's top true. of going to school for eighty hours. Wow! So because I love doing that, I love playing in bands and and doing stuff like that. So I got done school, and one of the one of the bands that I was friends with was a band called Good Clean Fun, and I've played them on the show a ton yeah. of times. And uh, and I mentioned it, I mentioned it to the guy Isa, who was in Good Clean Fun, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm starting this studio up," and he knew what I did, and he's like, "Maybe you could, you know, me and." Ken from Better Than a Thousand, which is another band that I fucking love. Yeah. Um, are starting the studio in DC. Maybe you can come help us out because we're going to need people. We can't handle it all. Like, fuck, this is awesome. It was two doors down from the original Black Cat. Wow. <clears throat> like, fucking, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm pumped. Like, this, this is like hardcore kid royalty. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm in. I'm fucking fully in. Hmm. So it was, there was a little bit of time between when I graduated, came home, did the 40, you know, the, the 40,000 cars and 40, whatever. You know what I mean? I did the towing again to save up some money. Got an apartment in D.C., started going down there. I didn't fucking know anyone. I know those two guys, and that was it. They were on the road a lot. So it was just me. And I didn't fucking know anyone. I hung out in a pizzeria Uno all the time because <laughs> I didn't know anybody. So I just, like, and I went to shows when they'd come up, but like, I never really met anybody down there. It was me and my fucking dog. And uh, I was there for a few months. Uh, my apartment flooded twice. It was a basement apartment. Mm-hmm. And it flooded twice and ruined my shit. That sucks. And uh, and there just wasn't enough. They didn't have enough work. So back you came. So I came back to Pennsylvania because another friend was working at a live sound place. And he's like, hey, we need people. Send your resume. They called me. And they're like, yeah, we can use you. But it's at the Pennsylvania Camp Russia. So I came back here. And there's there's a lot. I never wanted to do live sound. I like live sound. I enjoy it. But I wanted to do studio work. And or or uh, sound for film, 
Yeah, I mean, I, if you don't want to do that, you shouldn't have to. I mean, I but at the that. time, there was more jobs in live sound and lighting and stuff like that than there was in, it's in studio. It's a lot of fucking work. Here, it's you. It is a lot of work, but it was it was still doing what I love. It was still audio, and and I came back and I was doing that for a while, and then then nine eleven happened. Everything, fuck yeah, things went to shit. Live live sound companies had a big problem with uh with 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 selling big venue shows to people and we were like a big time like the temptations and shit yeah because bare naked ladies yeah because people didn't want to be in mass quantity exactly right. so that company was also poorly poorly managed and they just went out of business where i met nate beard that's the company yep no shit yeah i don't mean to i don't mean to blame <laughs> catastrophic i'm not i'm not trying to make that the scapegoat for me not working in the entertainment industry but but it was tough. I, like I picked live, I, I went with live sound because there was more money, there was more opportunity. And I, and I, and truly, I worked for a company that was poorly fucking managed. I mean, if the guy was smart with his money, I mean, he there was a big whole fucking thing. Nate would have to come out. He would come out into the warehouse while we were you know setting gear and stuff like that on payday and go like, I'd hurry, I'd hurry to the bank because there's not enough in that account to cover. Go payroll. cash your check before it. Yeah, go cash it. Don't deposit it because the guys that deposited it, it would bounce. Wow. So it was that bad. I mean, toward the end, it was it was really bad. What the hell was he doing? Nate could probably answer that better. I don't, I don't know because Nate was an Nate's an accountant, you know, so he he kind of knew what was going on completely. But but it was just the guy. Just he was a shitbag. I have to remember to ask him. He's going to come on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, nice. grumpy fucker. I know. <laughs> See if I you said, can get him to smile. I said um, yeah, he's coming up to the studio, so that'll be nice. But nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna. He wanted to know how, how you get interviewed on a show if you don't have a podcast. And I said, you ask. All right, gonna, there you, you go. We're going to learn about fucking Nate. Good. He's I an mean, enigma. Everybody knows about Nate the Beard. Right. But they don't know Nate the Beard. Yeah. So it should be interesting. So here's, here's my next question for you. Mm-hmm. And by no means is any of it meant to be uh, rude or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You're not going to offend me. Good. Maybe. I mean, we know, I know you a long time. If I haven't offended you yet. You mean you have, but. Well, that's just racism stuff. Yeah. I don't care. Um, so you know a lot of people in the entertainment industry. I do. A lot of people. Sure do. In the high positions. Yeah, I do. Are you that proud that you would never, that you've never asked? Oh, I've asked. I've asked. And you know that I have. With one specifically. With one specifically, yes. But yeah, you haven't pushed either, though. No. Uh, it's tough. It's... I don't know these people because they're in, in the entertainment industry. These the people that I know that are high level entertainment industry people I've known since we were kids. Yeah, young kids. Right. So I don't want to be I don't be that guy. I mean, the one guy who's real high up with Viacom, like he can't. There's nothing he can do. The department he's in, there's nothing he can do. I mean, he knows people, but there's nothing he can do for me. At this point, is it something you'd even be interested in? I don't know. I really don't happy know. with your station where you're at right now. I'm I'm happy with my current job. I'm happy with my life. I fucking love my life. Dude. You're a pretty happy dude. But do I want to be in the entertainment industry? Yeah, I really do. Badly. Because you want to be an entertainer or because you want to be in that industry? No, because I want to be an entertainer. I and I and it started as audio engineering, recording people and stuff like that. I, I wanted to be part of that process, you know what I mean? Because I realized I was never going to be in a band that fucking got big, ever. I'm not handsome enough. <laughs> I, I'm handsome, but I'm not that handsome. Um, so I'm not MTV. I'm not, ta- I'm not talented, dude. I can't play. I play power chords on the guitar. Like, I'm a fucking joker, you know what I mean? 
And, and you play you know, better than I do. Song and hardcore bands. But it's different. You know what I mean? Like, those bands don't make any fucking money. Well, they do now. But, but like, so I was like, well, man, I'd really love to still be a part of it. And, and there's a way I can make a living is, is by being the engineer, being the producer. And that didn't pan out. Um, but but at, at this point in my life, I'd rather be on the entertainment side of it now. Well, you've been doing all three. You've been entertaining. You've been engineering and producing. I, I, I'd love a break. <laughs> I'd like to let lot, someone right? else do it. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd rather be on the other side of it. And that's, I mean, that's the whole podcasting thing got, got me, got me on the other side of it for, for a really small level. Like it's not the same as having a TV show or a radio show somewhere. I mean, I guess it is the same as having a radio show at this point for, for what, <clears throat> what the following is. Yeah, I think so. But, but I mean, it's, it's given me that outlet and that's why, that's why I started doing it. So did you think that you had something to say that was interesting, entertaining? No, I don't think at the beginning it was. I don't think it was entertaining. God bless so, so those what, people that have been listening since episode. So what's one. changed? What what's changed the 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 way that your uh, your speech patterns are? I think the I things think I got, that you say, and I think I got better at it. I think I got better over time because the first ones aren't. You've heard them, dude. Mm-hmm. They're not good. It was tough. I mean, I thought like, hey, I've got something I could say. I mean, people people will be interested, but I didn't really think. I had to fucking force people to listen to it at the beginning, dude. I had to force them to do it, like my friends. At this point, I still have to do that. Yeah. I mean, I've given up on my friends, dude. I know my friends aren't going to fucking listen. There's a lot of people do. I tell not to listen. I play, please don't listen. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but, but, but I don't know. I mean, maybe who's to, I mean, who's to say I am doing it right? I don't fucking know. I, I struggle with that every fucking week. You know that. Yeah, I, I know you do. You, and, you're very, you're very, well, we're the same way. We're in the same boat as that goes. And, 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 and the clever name is, is more, it's more about, the name of the show is more about my insecurities than anything else. It, I mean, it's cl- sure it's, cl- I guess it's clever. Eric tomorrow strives to be mediocre. You just want to just get by. Yeah. Well, it's my whole fucking life, dude. But it's more, it's more about managing my own expectations. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that's a, if you want to get really fucking into shit, we'll get we into can, it. We can I get was into just it. about to say to you, we are, I think our biggest problem is, uh, over the course of our friendship, is we're both fucking dreamers. Yeah. And we get fucking deep into it. Yeah. And then the bottom falls yeah. out. And then we both take it completely fucking personal. It's my whole life, dude. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of why the show is named that. Because if, if I just expect the middle, if I'm going to get let down, I'm not going to get let down that far. But if I exceed, Cool. Even fucking better. I, I disagree. I disagree because you say that, but it's not, it, you always, it doesn't matter what it is. It, there's always more of a dream, more of an expectation, even if you, you, there is, but there I, there is, there is, but that, that's my way of trying to like protect yourself. Well, it's just fucking mediocre. How do you, you expect? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a way for me to have an out. It's just the mediocre show, dude. You know, it's, there is. I do have big dreams, and I've always had big dreams. And I'm sure it drives hope crazy. I'm like, how fucking cool would this be? It'd be great. Like, just go to work. You know what I mean? No, no, I know. I know exactly. But, it, but it's like, like, I don't know. It's at a point where I just, I stop talking about shit. Because yeah. I'd say, hey, this this might happen. Yeah, it's not gonna And then it never happens. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking like a jackass. I'm, I'm going to step back. I, I didn't right. want to get into this part of your life yet. Yeah. I want to I hear about your, your parents. All right your life as a child with your parents. Like I, I know 
you as you living with your father and that whole fiasco with Lord of the Flies. Well, from the from Troy's. Yeah. yeah. But were at one point, were you a, a family unit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess as much as I never be. heard you talk about it. Because it was not, it was a miserable time for everyone involved. Because everybody, because your parents were just so unhappy together. Yeah. yeah. And then years later, I mean, when, when they went through all the divorce and stuff and then, and they had said like the reason we stayed together as long as we did, was for you kids. And that's, that was, that was awful. That was a terrible fucking thing to hear. That's a terrible thing to hear. That's yeah. a terrible thing to say. And they've both since apologized time and time again for it. But I mean, whatever. I mean, they're human. They made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for years, I thought that when you went on a family vacation, it ended with someone crying and someone leaving the hotel and being upset. Like, I thought that's how it fucking went. They they do, I know. Yeah. But I mean, that's how it always <laughs> went. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't always go like that. For My people. family does, <laughs> but it, it it doesn't with 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 Hope's family. That's not how it is. I mean, people feelings get hurt and stuff, but but it's never like that. I mean, it was a fucking nightmare, and I mean, it was a miserable. It wasn't. It wasn't happy, dude. It wasn't. Ha- it wasn't happy growing up. I mean, they tried to make it as best as they could, but they weren't happy. My parents weren't happy. With what was your dad with doing? Were they both working? Was yeah, one, they both worked. They what always they do? both worked. Uh, my dad worked for a heating control company. Sounds fucking enthralling. Yes. Um, I mean, they they designed and built, you know, heating controls for like big, like Crayola crayons mm. for the big vats that melt the fucking yeah. crayon juice. How'd they meet your parents? Uh, I think someone set them up. Um, because my mom was a nun. Because let's go back. Yeah. Without your parents, there would be no you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom was a nun. I think we've discussed that yeah. time and time again. Uh, and then she quit the nunnery. And uh, my dad was married once before my mom. And uh, do, you have, do you have siblings through that marriage? No, nah, no, okay. they didn't have any kids. Um, and I think it was short-lived. I, it's funny, my dad like never really talked about it. Like, I didn't even know until I was like 13 or 14 years old. Really? Because the, the names were very similar. It was Marilyn and Mary. Mm. So when we, I'd see occasionally mail would come through that'd be like Marilyn, my last name, and I'm like, hey, it's misspelled Mary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was a dumb fucking kid, but I never knew. I never knew about that until I was much older. But no big deal. Um, Let me on a personal level. Yeah. Would you have rather found out when you were younger? I don't think it matters either way. I mean, I, I remember being really upset by feeling like I was lied to. Because I think sometimes we skirt the issue when we're yeah. talking about our exes around Anya. Yeah. And I wonder if that's the wrong thing to do. Uh, like, I, I think at one point we did say we, daddy was married before. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but again, it's not a huge deal. You know what I mean? Because her whole life, it's been mommy and daddy and, yeah. and everything's happy for the most part. Yeah. Anya, or Ariana hates you. I know that. Well, but, she can get over it. Um, but, but no, I mean, it's, it, when I found out about it, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Didn't really make a difference. But I mean, I was upset about it, but I would have been upset at five. I would have been upset at, 13 so it doesn't, got, it doesn't really matter they got divorced when you were 13 no my parents got divorced when how old are you when you're it's like 15 or 16 when, I was, when they got my parents got divorced mm-hmm. but uh but i grew up in, a, in the catholic church man it wasn't something you talk about and that's probably part of it that's yeah. that's probably a big part of it. my mom was catholic my dad was not he was uh protestant maybe i don't know he's not a very not a very, i did not know that you grew up catholic yeah i grew up i went to catholic school for a year my parents thought that was a good we idea. could really talk some shit about yeah. the Catholic Church. You, did, you didn't know I was Catholic? I've talked about that many times. I didn't know you were Catholic. Yeah. I knew you were. We went to an Italian national parish. Some some sect of the Catholicism, but not like now, there's only Italian one, Catholic. There's no. only one sect of Catholic. Well, and it's Catholic. There's Roman Catholic. There's Irish Catholic. No, we went we went to a we went to an Italian national parish and we were the only people with a non Italian last name that went there. <laughs> um 
but yeah, like fully mass in in Italian. These freaking Germans surrounded by Italians. It's yeah. like the opposite of World War Two. Yeah. So I mean, it was. Uh, I love yeah. how you just tried to get past. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, uh, we were invading again. Uh, but but no, it was it was you know my mom was Catholic, so you don't really talk about divorce when you're Catholic. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, pretty much the taboo. I mean, yeah. I got kicked out of the church for it. Yeah. So my mom, my mom had not been. I mean, she divorced God technically mm-hmm. when she was a nun. But but my I mean, father. That's worse than divorcing a, I think a so. guy. I think so. I mean, your, your dad's nice and all, but he's not <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but he, but so I think that, I think that's probably why it wasn't really talked about. My mom, of course, knew, but at the same time, like she was Catholic. She was raised Catholic, very Catholic. So they didn't want to, she was heartbroken when we didn't get married in the church, by the way. Really? I'm pretty sure. She would never admit it, I don't think. And she loves the beach, so maybe she was okay with it, but. It was a pretty wedding. Yeah. yeah um, I liked the pastor. He was, he was, he was a nice right. dude. Up a little bit, but yeah, well, these things um, happen. But but yeah, so so it was never really talked about. So I don't think it really matters. Is what I'm is what I'm getting to. Okay, but the, but I needed to get to that point to ask my next question. Okay, so things are happier now that the parents aren't together. Yeah, yeah. So she goes better. away. She goes down to North Carolina. Not right away. No, she she lived in in town, and, and originally the plan was that uh that I was going to live with my mom, my brothers, and live with my dad. I'm not sure why that came about, but my brother always got along with my dad more than my mom. But and he was kind of a trouble kid. Mm-hmm. Like he bounced through a lot of school, got expelled from a lot of schools. Um, so I went. I mean, maybe a summer, and and I was like, I want to, I want to be with my brother. So I went back. To, plus, you've heard the stories of my dad's house. Yeah, and it was it was party time. It was party time, USA. Yeah. So uh, so I went back there, and then you know all through, and it was already in high school. So we went freshman year. We went to a Catholic school. I got in way more trouble with like drugs and drinking and general shenaniganery at the Catholic school than I ever did at public school. And the public schools in the area I grew up in are like, like all top five in the state. Yeah. So it was like, there was no reason for me to be going to Catholic school. It wasn't like we lived in the inner city and we needed a better school. It was, the school was better than the Catholic school. So, so that didn't last. So the, the, the partying and the, and the drugs and, and all that and drinking and was this, uh, because of the, the age you were at? Yeah, it was just, it was it just the age. You, were, you weren't like, uh, uh, going against your parents, trying to reach out for... They had a lot of shit going on in their lives, so they weren't really paying attention to us. So it was more so you could get away with it we rather get away than with you're it. trying yeah. to get their attention. Yeah, no, it wasn't... We weren't, no, we weren't trying to get their attention. Maybe my brother, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, it was... They just didn't really give... My dad didn't give a shit. Like, he had, he had some... I think he had some serious depression issues then mm-hmm. that he was dealing with, and he just kind of let us run wild. I thought of your dad. I had Salisbury steak on Friday, on well, Tuesday night. I loves the Salisbury I put steak. it on some gravy bread. Nice. That encore, that shit is so good. It is good. Yeah. So I was, I was heating it up. I'm like, here's to you, Ed. He'd love to hear shit. that. I don't know if he's still, I don't think my stepmom left him. That's good, though. But, <laughs> so any, but so anyway, that's that's where that came from. I mean, it was better in the future once once we got through the Rocky period. Um, I have a better relationship with my dad and a better relationship with my mom than I ever did when they were together. And maybe that comes with age. It but, does. But But also, they were fucking miserable. And now, I know, as an adult, I can tell. Now I know that they were. When I was a kid, I didn't fucking know any better. But now I know that they were fucking miserable together. So it's better now. It's way better now. Mm-hmm. And and with age, I mean, yeah. you reach out more. So <clears throat> it's okay. Let's go back to the future. All right. All right so, Philippians. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like I need to cough anymore. Um, so you started doing the show. Uh-huh. And you got Taylor involved. Mm-hmm. And 
you dated the lady before the you got together, or you just knew her? Yeah, before? no, no, yeah, I, we we dated for a very short time in uh in the nineties. I mean, before she went to college, was this like through school or through friends? Uh, her brother, who you know, Josh, mm-hmm. uh, was in a band that we played with. His band was called Sun Punk. He was in the he was in a band. Yeah, yeah, he's a drummer. He's a fantastic drummer. Would have fucking never known it. Yeah. Never heard it, never, never would have known it. Oh, I mean, he had, like, leopard print dyed hair. No like shit. Punk rock. Yeah, yeah, big time. Wow. So he, uh, so he, we would play with them, and, and she would come, and, and we dated for a little bit. And then she went, she went to school at Kutztown. Mm-hmm. So she went away to school, and, you know, tow truck. So then we, we found, we, we met back up years later. Because of MySpace. Are you kidding me? No, it's MySpace. Like yeah. she's like, "Hey, I friend you," and then yeah, she friended me. We, like I guess we had friends in common. She was like, "Hey, is this uh, is this? Did you used to go by Rat?" Because I think at that point no. it was Eric Tomorrow already, because I was already doing the show, and the Tomorrow came from a band before that. So she was. I was like, "Yeah," and then I, I mean, her name's Hope. Like I, yeah, instantly knew who it was, and then we met back up at the tattoo shop that Alex works at. Started hanging out. Now, when, when think back to that <clears throat> that time, yeah, do you think did you ever have any kind of idea that where you'd be now with her from where you? No, no, man, I was I was eighteen years old. The second time with MySpace. Oh, <clears throat> you mean going forward after yeah. that? I mean, yeah. well, at that point, that was years years later. Did I, I did I expect this? No. Did I expect that I'd I'd marry her? I mean, I knew real. I knew pretty quick though. Once we started back up, but when we first started back up, it was, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't expect, I wasn't looking for it. Okay. You weren't working for Neb. No. I mean, I was, no, I was, but I wasn't looking to, I wasn't looking to get married right yeah. away or anything. So you had that little apartment in Havertown, right? Yep. And then she, what, she moved in or? Yeah, she moved in pretty, pretty soon. I mean, we spent all our time together anyway. So she had a, she had a condo that she owned and she was, I mean, it was, expensive it was a condo in westchester yeah like right by the tattoo shop and, and she was like she was like i really can't afford that and i was like well you're moving here that's small but you know it's fine we're just together all the time anyway what's the point of having yeah paying other but it was fucking retarded like why did we this two-bedroom condo nice condo in in westchester and we, we took their shitty one-bedroom apartment in fucking havertown terrible yeah. idea that's where you were comfortable. But it was fine, but we did it. I mean, it, we Probably did it. We made it work. Yeah, we did for sure. That place was cheap as balls. Now, that place was hilarious yeah. because you had like, like screen printing shit in the kitchen. Yeah. And you had the studio in the bedroom. Yeah. And, and for a while, there was car parts in the kitchen. Skateboard too. decks all over the place and surfboard was in there. Yeah. yeah. That was, and it was tight. Mm-hmm. And then you moved down to the, the other house. Yeah, we bought the house in uh, Upper Drugs, moved the studio there. And then, uh, and then Westchester from there. We still own that house. Hmm, look at you. We're slumlords. They fucking love it. Fucking Bala. Yeah. I got two homes. Yeah. You, you got married. I was there to witness that beautiful yeah. wedding. Wonderful time. Yeah. And um, then you were trying to have a baby. Yeah. That went, that went on for a little while. No, I mean, not terribly long. Not extremely, but it went on a little bit. I remember the night that I found out. Yeah. I was full, just wow. Fucking shocked. Yeah. yeah. And that whole buildup. Now, I went, I went, this is a point where... I've talked about it a million times, so when I say it, it doesn't really mean anything anymore, but right. talk about that buildup of, uh, now you know a little person's coming, and yeah. you know that... Talking okay, about a midget. Yeah, now you know, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about, uh, you know... Uh, Matt Roloff. Yeah, the right. Roloff farms, He's on his the, way. The pumpkin farms are coming. 
coming for us. No, uh, uh, you weren't working for a yeah. while. And well, to be fair, I was. I you was were working, but you weren't working for. I didn't have a full time job. You weren't working for. I didn't have. Corporate. I didn't have a guaranteed steady paycheck. But yes. you were working. But I was. I mean, I was screen printing. Yeah. So just like any other freelance work, we we totally glossed over the whole DJing thing too. We can go back. We don't need to. We can yeah. do that another time. People have heard a lot about yeah. the DJing. Yeah. Uh, this is more. I want to know more personal. Okay. Okay. All right. So the little guy's coming. You, yeah. well, first of all, you don't know if it's going to be a little guy or a little girl. Right. And now it's. Uh, now you feel the pressure that I want to have a steady. No 40 hours a week or whatever it is that you work. And once that point happened, shit for you started to really come together. Well, I'm, I, I had, it had to, I didn't, there wasn't another option. I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. You know what I mean? Well, when, when it's just us and hope, hope makes good money when it's just us and hope makes good money and we're doing the screen printing money. And when, when that shit's going well, it's making it rain. Yeah. Like you could make a, you make a lot of money screen printing, but it, when it slows down and it did, it was just like, we were scraping by and it was bad. And I was looking for jobs. I, I interviewed for a job at a screen printing shop. I remember that. That would have been bad. <laughs> that was no, this is, wasn't really to be. low pay, really hard work. Wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so. Yeah, I had to make I had to make something happen. All right, so you're prepping for the kid. You know it's yeah. you know he's coming. And uh what kind of uh what kind of emotions were you having then? What kind of feelings? I mean, I was scared. Be scared because I was like, I you know, I'm not I'm not the guy. I'm not the I'm not a provider. Never have been. You know? Uh because I'm a, like we said earlier, I'm a fucking dreamer. Mm-hmm. And I'm always looking for the big thing. And when the big thing doesn't happen, there I am fucking penniless. And that was constant my whole fucking life. So then I, I fucking really panicked. But like, you know, not to toot my own horn, horn, but when I, when I get, when I start doing something, I fucking do it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't fuck around. No. So if I'm, if I'm going into anything, whatever fucking kind of job it is, I don't do it half-assed. So I usually excel pretty well at stuff. But like, like I had to do, I had to take whatever I could. I mean, it was to the point where I was like, mm, Wawa sounds good. Like I may, I may work at Wawa. Because I had to have something yeah. that was steady. Not, not, I mean, not more so for money, but more so for you. No, for money. So kids are fucking expensive. They are expensive, but do you want to feel like a provider, though? I needed to be a provider. Yeah. And I still don't make as much money as Hope. I don't think I will for a long time, if ever. But. That doesn't matter who makes more money. I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't give a shit. Ariana makes a lot more money than I do. Yeah. I work harder. No, I don't. <laughs> so, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but, yeah, so I, was, I just needed to need the man up for lack of a better term all right so <clears throat> you you've said several times you're a dreamer yeah and the big thing the big thing happened brock was born yeah and what was that fucking incredible um and he comes out and you're just like that's i mean it's the it's, it's real it's like i mean the greatest and i'm not it's not just lip service it's the greatest thing that's ever probably happened to me so so fucking cool and you know you're mm. a kid and anyone out there listening has a kid. You know, it's it's the most incredible. Brandon Meehan had a kid yesterday. Did he really? Or, or on Halloween, actually. He just he just sent me pictures. I'll show you pictures later. Fucking oh, cool. adorable. Oh, good for him. A little girl. <gasps> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it changes, it changes fucking everything, dude. It's, it's not about you anymore. It's not about me anymore. I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever I have to do to make sure he's okay is all I'm going to do. That's all I got to do. So it doesn't even, it doesn't even, and I'm still, a, I'm still a dreamer. But not at the cost of him. You know what I mean? Not at the cost of his happiness, his well-being. 
yeah, now the point is he's here. You got to live for him. Yeah. That, that's what I, mean, I say all the time. There was a, I'll ask you the question. It was in one Ariana's classes the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, you're on a rowboat <clears throat> and it's going down uh-huh. and nobody on the boat can swim. It's you, your mother, Brock, Hope. Yeah. Well, you're the only one that can swim. You can only save one person. Brock. Absolutely. Everyone in that boat understands that mm-hmm. because they would do the same thing and I would expect them to do the same thing. And Ariana said it would be, I know what you would pick. And she said, I would never try to save you because I know you'd kill me anyway. I'm absolutely. Yeah. That, that little girl upstairs. Yeah. That, that's, that's what's important. Yeah. Sure. And, and everyone knows that. Well, everyone knows that that has kids. And this right. is, this is the point that I'm getting at. We have a lot of young listeners. We have right. a lot of young people that don't, uh, or the, that a lot of young, uh, a lot of people that are having kids that haven't had any yet. And, I want to get back to before Brock was born. Um, you hear people say, and I, it wasn't even Hope that said this, but I've had friends that listen to this show. Right. I can't wait for the uh, sleep deprivation. And it's not really going to change our life all that much. And our, our outlook on things won't change. And right. Nothing's really going to change except there's going to be another person here. Well, we got lucky. He, sleep, he started sleeping through the night at two months. Mm-hmm. Like it, it did affect us, and it still does affect us. I mean, today he wouldn't fucking have a nap. And it was really frustrating for everyone. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, that was, uh, the question was that there's still, there's a lot of things that you learn. You change, your whole life changes. Yeah. It's, it's And if people think that that's not going to happen, you're, you're sorely fucking mistaken. That's what I'm trying to get you to say. Because I, everything, everything changes. Let them know. But when was the last time I was out to dinner? When was the last time you were out doing anything? You're right. here today. Yeah. I'm actually, no offense, I'm actually shocked. I, I am too. I am too. So I'm like, wow, he's on his way. That's awesome. I was, yeah. no, no offense, but I was, someone would have came up. I would definitely understood. Yeah. I know. I know you would have, yeah. but, but at the same time, like, and that's what, I mean, the guys at work, they're like, well, you never fucking come out. You never come out. I'm like, mm, yeah, but like, I'm, I'm happy at home with my wife and my kid. It's where you want to be. That's where I want to be. And even if he's fucking asleep and, and I'm just listening to him snore on the monitor. Yeah. It's where I want to be. I don't want to, I'm not, I wasn't ever. It's been years. You know, you know, you know what'll make you not be a go out to the bar kind of guy? Work at a bar. You never want to do it again. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. When I, when I DJed for those, for those many years, it got it all out of my system quick, dude. I don't want to go to bars anymore. I have no fucking, I, now with my hearing thing, it's a fucking mess going to a bar. You wouldn't be able to hear anything anyway. I just, what, what, there's no point. I mean, the, the, the important thing is, well, first of all, you work all fucking day long. Yeah. And then you only have so much time with the family at night anyway. Mm-hmm. And these people that go out and they do a million things a week and they're never home with the family and the kids grow up. They grow up so fucking fast. You have to enjoy. Yeah. Like, he, he might be crawling today. He might be cruising tomorrow. He'll be walking the next. Yeah. It just moves He's already cruising. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, you don't want to miss out on that. Oh, the terms that you have to use when you have a baby are some of the fruitiest shit in the world, though. Let me hear. Like cruising duty you have a doo-doo mm-hmm. it's shit like that it's poopies. just so you go poopies it's so awful like it's made me into an awful person i don't think so i think it makes makes you into a better person yeah, i think I mean, you've I always know. been i mean here's a here's you've listened to eric on the show for seven years now mm-hmm. and you know that he has a good heart you know he's a big heart you know he's a sensitive kind of guy but what you don't really realize is is that <clears throat> i know every word to jake and the neverland's theme See, there you go that's the, that's what you don't know <laughs> and that will now you do but you've changed, not in a bad way. Yeah. Um. When I had when I had Anya and I come down and do the show. Yeah. We were in different areas of life. Yeah. And sure. now I now I didn't we, get it. Though. Even though we had more, we had a lot in common, now we have yeah. even more in common. Yeah. And you get that. You get where yeah. I come from. And what I you know. 
and and I'm really happy for you guys. And I love I love coming down on Wednesday nights. And if, if Brock's still awake, yeah, to see you guys interact with him and see you talk about him, share pictures, and get excited. And yeah, and it's 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 really neat to go from knowing Eric, just some fucking jackass that does yeah. a show that I listen to, to Eric, the father. It's different. I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of not to diminish what you're saying because you and I have a personal friendship, mm-hmm. but. I'm sure it's been a trip for the listeners too to hear it because I'm sure it's changed on the show. I'm sure, I'm sure people can tell. I'm sure people that are already parents can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. But I'm, maybe maybe people that aren't parents, maybe the younger guys can't really tell. But well, you know, it goes from farts and boners to diapers and shit. Yeah, Puke very story. similar. Same thing. I mean, yeah. baby boners are so weird. I think um, I think it's been a good ride. I think a lot of people have enjoyed it. I, uh, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of comments. Uh, I don't. People, I know you don't. People, you gotta. We we talked about this on the show the other night, and I, I don't think it changed. I'm still getting change. fucking texts for you. It hasn't changed the fucking thing. And I look at it, and I'm like, fucking people, did you hear the show? Yeah, I heard it. Fucking a. Send I get a, upset. Send an email. It goes right to my phone. Someone just fucking tell. There Eric. you go. Headset. Just tag me on Twitter. There you go. Now you feel good. Yeah. See, now you're here. Anyway, what feedback. Eric tomorrow. Uh, pantsmeyorkshow.com goes Eric right to your tomorrow phone. Tomorrow at gmail.com. Eric tomorrow okay. at gmail.com. Uh, and his uh, your account number for your bank is. I honestly don't know. And neither do I. I it's I written down somewhere. I haven't done anything with a bank in fucking forever. Um, I guess my final thing is I, I don't want to hold you up. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming up and helping me today. Yeah. If uh, people don't know, Eric came up and he helped me put my uh, plow on my tractor, put the chains on it. Right. Got it running and everything's ready to go for yeah. the snow, which it won't happen this year. No. Of course but not. I do appreciate you coming up for that. Yeah. And um, where, you know, you hear that question, where... Do you see blah, 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 I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. What do you want going forward? And not, not just, uh, in podcasting or, or fake talk radio or, uh, TV show or, or this, just you with those things. What, what do you want? I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what you're, what you're asking. You mean what, personally? Yes. What do you want to happen in the next couple of years? I want to have, I want to have another kid. You do. Yeah. And I want to, I want, I want my family to be, to be happy and healthy. How long do you think you'll wait? Uh, we're we're, we're going to shoot for around two years between them. So not, not much longer. So actually. he's a year in December. He's a year in December. Yeah. So I mean, maybe pretty soon. I don't know. Well, we, that could all change at the drop of a hat, you know? Yeah, no, I know. But, but my brother and I are two years apart and that, that was a good, I think Hope and her brother are two years or right around two years. And that's a good, that's a good gap. I mean, it always was nice for me growing up. You know, having an older brother that was only two years apart because he was always around still. You know, what are some of the things the you're looking forward to showing Brock while, as he gets older? Man, you know, it's funny because I, I was thinking about that the other day. And like, you know, I watch a lot of car shows on TV and stuff like that. And I really look forward to having like a car project with Brock, you know, mm-hmm. like showing him how to work on cars and rebuild a car and stuff like that. Maybe, motor, maybe he's not old enough for motorcycles <laughs> until he's a little bit older, but. But, you know, a project that we can do together, and then it can be our thing, you know. Because I, I love my dad, but we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. He, he, in his own way, he did that. And his way was, here's you have money. I'm going to take you here. We're going to get you a car for you to rebuild. You can use my tools. And here's a book. Figure it out. That's not really it. A, a he's a car guy, but he's not a restore car guy. Mm-hmm. So, so me and my brother kind of did that on our own, but he was supportive of it, but in a very different way. Like I want to be there, hand me a fucking wrench. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that kind of stuff. 
that I, I really look forward to that kind of stuff. That's cool. Uh, you have any kind of dreams of what he's going to be as he, when he gets older? Nah, I really don't, man. I, I'd like him to play hockey, but again, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't, he doesn't have to. So, can you see yourself being like a hockey coach? Like yeah, Pee-wee hockey I, coach? I would love to. I would, I would fucking love that. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, this is the question that I'm sure everybody wants to hear. Yeah, the most. And this is this goes this goes back to the show. What's going to stop you, if anything, from doing a mediocre show anymore? I don't know, man. That'd have to come from a deep place within myself, because Hope doesn't want it to stop. She wouldn't want me to stop doing it. Um, I don't think your daughter doesn't want you to stop doing it. Mm. So it would have to come from from deep inside, I guess, deep inside me. Would it, it have be, to be a long drawn out thing, or do you think it would just be one day, boom? Okay, I, I don't think I'd want to draw it out because that that would just make it more painful. I mean, Bill from Vomitus Prime did it right. He just fucking stopped. Yeah, he disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah, like totally disappeared. I got an email last like six eight months ago. Or. Yeah, probably six or eight months ago, and it was like, hey, it's Bill. Can you please delete the posts on your forums that are asking where I am? I'd, I'd rather they weren't there. Wow, that's weird. And then go on again. He just wants to be out. Yeah, he's like, I just want to be out. Nothing personal. Is there anything from your history of doing this that you would be embarrassed for Brock to, to hear? Or? No, no, because, I mean, it would, it would be all stuff that, I mean, if he if he asked, I'd tell him. It'll give him something good to you know listen to. He probably fucking hate it. He probably hate it. <laughs> but but you know years from now, God forbid, when I'm gone, it give him something to go back and listen to. A you get big, that now. A big get, chunk, big chunk of dad's life. You get that now. Yeah, because they used to give me a funny look when I'd say that. Because I say some pretty fucking terrible shit. Well, but. I don't know that I'd want my kid to. <laughs> if they, mm. <laughs> if, if she I knows, were you, if I she think, knows me well uh, enough, it'll be all right. Um, what, uh, what are you, what are some of your favorite shows? So people, they're listening to this and they don't listen to you say, Hey, listen to court and fat boy or listen yeah. to this. What, what right now? What are some of your shows that you listen to that you love that you want to, um, for people to know? I mean, court and fat boy, probably the, probably the biggest, biggest one. I fucking love court. I love listening to that. I mean, you're talking about not aside from anything obvious, related. To obvious, okay. Yeah. So anything besides that, I mean, court and fat boy always been a big favorite of mine. Um, I just got back into sick and wrong again. They're still kicking. They're from back in the early days too. Yeah, they've been around a long time. Um, I mean, I think Izzy's doing good stuff on it's in uh, the Tales from the Hard Side. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff out there. But the ones I don't miss every single week are Wednesday and Thursday at Court and Fat Boy. Those are the two, and then obviously Oblivious. No, I said unrelated. But 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 Court and Fat Boy, especially and, and Ham Fisted when. When uh when Fat Boy's on, I, I I love what they're doing. So me too. That's why I'm gonna have them come on too. I'm yeah. Fat Boy's next month, and so is Don Taylor. End of uh very cool. End of December. So I'm looking forward to that. I am. Cool. Um, what I was, when I guess what I tried to explain at the beginning of the show, and I I never got it out because we uh it got weird. It got weird. Yeah. Um. Here's I, I know Eric a long time. I consider Eric one of my best friends. Um. I know Eric has a lot of close friends. I know you have a lot. There are some guys in your life that would lay their lives down for you mm-hmm. and without question. Uh, I don't have that. I I've never been, I've been more friends with women and right. family and, and stuff like that. Who's a player? No, not, not that kind of women. <laughs> Just women. Um, so you're, you're one of my close friends. So it was 
when I first started thinking about doing these interviews, mm-hmm. uh, the first person I thought of was Jeff, mm-hmm. Most Jeff, because I'm a fan of Most Jeff. Yeah, me too. Big time. That, that dude just, I like hearing him talk. Yeah. And uh, same thing for you. I, I could listen to you on your show. I could be on your show. Yeah. Um, but it gets, not, it do, doesn't get weird, but how do you, sometimes people have the, uh, the assumption that I'm a Eric Tomorrow fan, which right. I am. Right. To an extent. Well, I'm a fan of you. But I'm not a fan boy of Eric tomorrow. Right. So for me to, uh, I wanted to do you as an interview early on. Yeah, I was starting to get, I was starting to get offended, by the way. Were you really? That you didn't ask. Were yeah, you really? Yeah, I actually was. Okay, well, well, here, well, hear me but out. There it is. It, it was a deep thing in my brain for a while. Yeah. Um, do I come off as, and, and, um, enforce the, I'm a Eric tomorrow fanboy, not friend. Right. You're my friend. Right. First and foremost. We do a show together. We do yeah. a great show together. Yeah. Every time we do a show, I leave your house fucking loving it. But more so, I enjoy hanging out with my friends yeah. and talking and shooting the shit. And that's basically, that's what the show is. I don't yeah. want to minimize it, but it is. Yeah. Um, so it was hard. It was hard. To, and I sat down with my wife and I said, uh, this, these are my feelings. I want to interview Eric. I want to, uh, I don't want to interview Eric about podcasting. I want to interview yeah. Eric about Eric, yeah. the person I know. Right. person i like right and um she says well that's if that's what you want to do then do it i don't i don't see anything wrong with it and and that was the turning point i picked up my phone and i texted you and i'm like well you yeah. want to do the show that so, that relieved me because i was starting to go like well what when when's it gonna be my time when's it gonna be my movie show? no it's it's but a, you know what i mean it was it at the same time i get why it would be weird for you but at the same time i'm like he's interviewing everyone everyone like why am i when what about me and I love Jimmy Martin, but I'm like, what the fuck? I'm Jimmy than, Martin? I'm better than Jimmy Martin. No, not no. in that way. You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm I like, know what you're saying. I've known you for fucking years. You're not going to interview me? Yeah. it's. Uh, but I get I get why it would be weird. And then a, I thought about it. I'm like, I get it. I get why it's weird. It's one of those things. If you, if you, did, a, if you did a side show yeah. and you were interviewing people, yeah. I would probably be one of the first people you would think about, but it would be, yeah. am I going to interview somebody that I do a show with Sure. or somebody that it's hard because you're you're so close to it. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. You know, there's a lot of stuff about Most Jeff, which while we're both big fans of Most Jeff, there's a lot of shit I don't know about that guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I also haven't been doing a show with him for four years. Yeah. So it's like, I get it. I, I totally get it. Like, what the fuck are you going to ask me? Well, I am, I do, from, from the bottom of my heart, I'm, if you did feel that way. Yeah. That wasn't, it's not that, that wasn't the case. Well, I, I was like, what the fuck? And then, I'm, then I thought about it. I'm like, ah, that would be weird. It would be it would be weird. It hasn't been been enjoyed. No, it hasn't been weird at all. But I mean, you made it weird when you touched my ding dong. But again, but uh, but no, it, like I I got it. I was like I could understand why why you why you might be weirded out by that. Mm. So I was like I get it. I'm not. I wasn't offended, but I was I was like, well, it wasn't meant that way. Yeah, I know. Um, it's weird that you're not asking me the same question you ask everybody else. That's weird. Do you want me to ask you this? You questions? don't have to. You, you certainly, certainly, if you were, if you weren't planning on it, fucking please don't. But, but that, that was going to wrap things up. All right. Okay. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he, first of all, he wanted. He, well, th- let me let me lay in on the back end of it. Eric texted me one night, real late, and, he's, and this is why I haven't been sleeping lately, yeah. folks. He's like, "Why won't you interview me?" <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> I'd like to fucking point out while you're doing that voice, I still have a massive scar on my thumb. Oh, wow. You guys scary. can mock it all you want, but there's a fucking divot in my thumb now from that. Such a fucking baby. Um, 
fucking You're disfigured for the rest of my baby. life. You're fine. Welcome to Obviously Oblivious. Wait, are you starting over? 0091, part two. All right. Part 0091.5. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Oh, I didn't mean that question. No, no, no. This is a, this is how it's going to be done. All right. Because now we talk about Now you're going to splice you. it into the beginning and no, stuff? No, no, no. This is how right. it's going to roll. So Now I want to hear what you... Right. Now we, have, we got all that stuff out of the way. Right. Well, I'm a dude. Uh, I don't know. I so I didn't expect that question, so I'm not prepared for that one. Um, good. Yeah, I'm a you know I'm just I'm just a guy that, that started doing a show many years ago, and uh, I still do it to this day. 2005, I started doing it. Fuck, that's a long time ago. Loaded question. Okay, Eric tomorrow. <laughs> Eric tomorrow from mediocre show. If you haven't yeah. heard of him already. Oh yeah, I do the mediocre show. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, talk about your three co-hosts. Okay, four co-hosts. Okay. I don't. I want to overlook. Yeah. Talk about your four co-hosts. What they brought to the, what they brought the mediocre show over time chronologically. And well, not chronologically, but what what you liked about having them there. What you missed from them. What you liked from the other ones. You know. Yeah. Break it um, down. Well, I mean, it started with with Taylor was the first one, and Taylor and I, Taylor and I were were good friends. Uh, but I mean, he lived in Portland. We met with the car club and stuff, and and he was he was a lot of fun. But he was, you know, he was a he was a vegetarian. Maybe even a vegan at one point. I mean, he's vegan now. He's vegan now, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was it was a very differing viewpoint. I mean, he was in on the West Coast. We spent a lot of time talking about Portland versus Philadelphia, and the the benefits from each city. And fucking, if I had to choose, like Portland by far at this point, and I'm saying it here for the very first time, Portland is the answer to that question. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, you've been. Yeah, I, I'm over the that. question. I'm over that. I'd rather I, I would I would rather live in Portland than than Philadelphia. Um, the family and everything's here, and I and I do love it here, and I love fucking Westchester. Westchester feels like Portland to me. Westchester's an awesome town, but uh, but fucking Portland, Oregon is awesome. Um, but but anyway, so so it was a very view- differing viewpoint. That was the early stages of the show. We were still growing, kind of trying to figure this out. Uh, but it was a lot more about drinking and partying and, and stuff like that. And then uh, then he left and he went out on the road, and uh, I had Matt on, which I mean he's been my it, we've been really good friends since since grade six you know i said it in the canadian way since grade six uh, yeah, since bare naked ladies since the sixth grade um so so matt and i go way way back and we've always been we've been in bands together we've been has there ever, ever been any homosexual experiences between you and matt no no, no. i mean he's peed on me i don't know if that accidentally or no on purpose, on purpose. He, okay. he went through a peeing on i could things. i could see that yeah uh, i laid him out one did time. you yeah tell me about that uh, we were, I mean, it was in high school and we were walking, he peed on me once when we were hanging out and I was like, don't ever, don't ever fucking do that again. Like I will knock you out. Mm-hmm. And then we were coming, it was like a bonfire at our school or whatever. And then we're walking back out and he fucking, he's walking and he peed on the back of my leg and I just turn around and fucking hit him in the face. Dude. In the face. Put him down. Nice. As he deserved it. And he deserved, and he knew, he knew he deserved it. He was like, yeah, I deserve that. I remember you telling me now. So, but he's <laughs> like, I wanted to see if you'd do it. And I did, um, but Matt brought a lot of a lot of like, Matt's a sarcastic dude, and I I think I Matt's fucking hilarious. Matt's funny, me. yeah. And he's uh, I play it off that I don't like Matt. I like Matt. He a lot. is he's funny. fucking funny, man. And still, I mean, just texting back and forth with that guy, he's fucking hilarious. And he's got a kid now, and and we have, we all have that in common again. But but it's uh, but he was, I mean, he just berated people, and I I found that to be fucking delightful. Like he was the he was bad cop by far. I mean, always. 
So, and I really, I really enjoyed that part about his, his personality. What are you doing over there? Saving something. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that about his personality and it was fun. But, uh, did you ever think he went over the top? Yeah. He went over the top a lot, like a lot, like enough that I had to, do you I ever had have to, to tell him like after the yeah. show or won the show or yeah. Oh yeah. And I've had to edit stuff out. Really? Like what? Like big chunks of stuff. Like arguments between you guys or? Uh, no, not really arguments between us, but when, like when he, t- when he would, when he would take it too far, like berating a listener. Okay. And I, you know, I'm obviously not going to bring it up now, but, but there were, are you still recording? Yeah. <laughs> there were times that, uh, I just, I'm so unprofessional. There I'm, were, I'm editing something. Just there, relax. There were times that, uh, that I had to pull stuff out because it was like way over the top offensive to listeners. I didn't want to, I didn't want to fucking offend anybody that badly. <laughs> What, okay, so what's changed? Why why don't you edit stuff out that I say? Oh, I'm so lazy now. I mean, this is, no, this is like personal shit. Oh, okay. Like personal attacks on like, people. Like, not just racism. Okay, well, yeah, I'll that's, leave that that's in. harmless racism. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, and because I know you're not a fucking racist guy. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I know that you're not, so I can leave that stuff in because I know you're not, and I joke around, and, and like, oh, you're pretty fucking racist. But I know that you're fucking not. Um, But this was just, I mean somewhat mean-spirited and he didn't mean it that way he just took it too far because that's what he does he gets excited yeah uh you were at the live show yes that, so that, there there were chunks a, of that i should have fucking removed you know what i mean like he but but dude was okay with that sam was okay with it i asked Sam. i said are you okay with what happened there it and was, was a it being uncomfortable in the it was fucking really uncomfortable yeah. so so that but, but i do i do miss certain aspects of what he do and i i think you're a pretty good hybrid of all all for both of them really yeah, I think you do. I think you do pretty well. I mean, I really, I really enjoy doing the show with you. Good. Not, not to toot your horn, and by oh, that I mean blowjob. I mean, I, I fucking interview you, yeah. so I mean, you can toot a little bit. Um, no, but I think you do. I think you do a great job, and and it's kind of a honestly, I think you're a balance of the two of them because you'll berate, you'll berate a bit, but I get to berate more now because Which I enjoy. Yeah, because I, I can because because it's not the constant berating that Matt was doing, and you don't do it as much. You clearly don't do it as much as Matt. No, you, no, you do no. berate people, but but I feel like I can do. I I take a little bit more liberty. And 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 neither neither one of them. Matt Matt enjoyed it, but it wasn't like he was he wasn't terribly professional with it. He didn't care to be. Mm. He was what he was, and that was fine. So you 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 take it a lot more serious and professional and more broadcasting than than either one of them did. So so it's it's I think I think it's the best you and Hope. I think it's the best version of the show that ever has been. Anyone disagrees, they can stop. They can listen to the back episodes and not listen to the new shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but um, I think it's the I think it's hands down the best version of the show. So when uh, when Matt did decide that he had to go, yeah. <clears throat> and um, you know, you played it off with the yeah, what what the what's the word draft? No, the the other guy, the the guy that came in, Taylor. No, oh, the consultant, the consultant, yeah, I which is a good friend of mine, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you kind of played it off and blah, right. blah, 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 but, um, people don't know or don't know much that you were ready to be done. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know. I didn't think it was going to go on anymore. Honestly. Like you were you clearly, uh, shaken. Like, yeah, but it was the second time a co-host was done and it was, I mean, it was for, per, again, professionally, it wasn't personal. It was professional reasons. Mm-hmm. It was because of a job. So I couldn't. I couldn't fault anybody for it, but I didn't think the show, I didn't think the show could survive another co-host change. To be honest with you, the numbers now are are pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like it keeps growing, so I guess it's okay and it can survive it. But I was really concerned that it wasn't going to survive. So the whole time that um, Hope's been in the background, 
yeah. without a microphone, people struggling yeah. to hear. How does how does that work with your marriage? How does that with your relationship with her? Great. I mean, I think it's I think it's I think it's awesome. I mean, I think she does a hell of a job on the show. She does, but sometimes it bleeds through. The, what do you mean? The personal relationship between you yeah, two. Yeah, sometimes it does. But where she's like, where she's gonna... your wife, and she's like, well, you yeah. know, you see, she gets mad. It's well, yeah, of course. I mean, of course, that's gonna happen. But, but I think I think she she brings a lot. She brings a lot to the show because, and it's been said in a ton of reviews, like she she anchors it, and she doesn't let us get too far off the deep end. You know, Good. like we take we take shit too easily. We take shit too far all the time. But she kind of reins it back in, and she's she's the voice of reason for real. She's the voice of reason a lot of times, mm-hmm. and I think it's a great I think it's a great dynamic. So, has anything ever happened on the show that has put a wedge in between you for a little bit? Or not, not really a wedge. Nothing. We've had conversations after the show about stuff. Do you ever have a conversation about Mike's fucking dick? What did he say that or occasionally? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, occasionally. I mean, and it's not always. It, it and sometimes it's me. I'm like, what the fuck is with Mike? You know what I mean? And it's it's nothing against you. I mean, sometimes yeah. you're in a fucking shitty mood, sometimes I and am. you're a dick. Yep, and you know that. <laughs> yeah, and of course we talk about it afterwards. But but I mean, never anything, never anything terrible. And, and it's more like, what the fuck was up with Mike tonight? He was in a shitty mood, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not like he's a piece of shit. I wish he wasn't here. <laughs> like it's never been like that. But it's like, well, I bring you know, it's whatever happens over the course of the day. I bring yeah, it with me. It's, what yeah, is, it's, it's, it's fucking it's, human nature. The show has always been yeah. with real life. So okay, yeah. Occasionally we'll have a talk after, like he was something was wrong. <laughs> and then I'll text you. I'll be like, everything cool. Dude. Yeah, you do. Well, you yeah. do that in the middle of the show. Yeah. You'll do that ten minutes in the show. Everything yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah, it happens. Because I can see it in your face. But I think I think one of the hard things with with us doing the uh, us. Well, I don't really have, a, and it's nothing against hope. Uh-huh. I have a relationship with you where I'm closer to you, mm-hmm. and if something is, you say something or something happens, I have no problem fucking just telling you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like this. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. For, of course. And I'm not saying you have, we have to. I have to be more careful with hope. But I don't have that. I don't have the kind of close relationship that I do with you. So, I'm I'm sure there's sometimes where, well, there have been times where I've emailed her the next day. Hey, I didn't mean anything by what yeah, I said. Yeah. That's all. It's all show. Yeah. And in the beginning, it was a lot rougher. Like I had to do that a lot more often. There was now. a there's getting there was a there was a getting used to period. Yeah. Of course, there always will be in any kind of personal relationship. You know. Yeah. But I come home. I come home and Ariana says, "How did the show go?" And I talk. Well, we did this. We did this. Yeah. Somebody said this. This was stupid. This was funny. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. Just one, you know, just wanted to get some of the back backstory. Yeah, yeah. Talking shit on me now. No, 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 oh. not talking shit. Oh, now I know. <laughs> hmm. Go stop it. I think we're done here. Bastard. I think we're done here. No. Um. That sounds juicy. Might have put too much liquid in there. Is there ever a time you miss Matt or Taylor on the show where you, uh, you would say something and me or Hope don't have the the response that you would you uh, would get from them too. Uh, well, well, I wouldn't say that I miss. It's not. Sometimes I I do miss having them there, and it would be fun to have everyone there. I mean, it would be a fucking total morning zoo nightmare. But yeah, clusterfuck. But at the same time, like the show's changed. The show's not the same as it was then. We don't have the same conversations that we had when Taylor was there, and that's because the show has evolved, and the show is different with you there than it was with Taylor or was with Matt. So it, there's never any point where I'm like, boy, do I wish they were here. Not really, no. Okay, but occasionally, sometimes I'll go like read a news story and be like, "Oh, Matt would fucking <laughs> Matt would really enjoy that." <laughs> it, it's it's uh it's weird how you can not weird, but it it's funny how you can move on from that. Like yeah. I had a different cast of 
co-hosts mm-hmm. that were completely different than what I'm what I'm at now. And uh, I'm not embarrassed at that time. I love those shows. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Embarrassed but it's though. I've grown up. Yeah, it's I've a different. Changed. Yeah, it has. It's evolved. Yeah, evolved. Sure. That's a good word yeah. for it. Is there going to be any uh, more listener parties down the road? Yeah, for sure. I'd like to do one next year for sure. We're at here. I don't know. Here didn't pan out. I didn't. I didn't have nearly as much fun here as I did in Salt Lake City. Do you think you'd have more fun in Salt Lake or Portland? Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I think financially, I don't, I don't think Portland's really an option. Yeah. Sadly. I can't figure out how we could possibly pay for flights to Portland. Be expensive. Portland's a town that people don't pay to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Sad to say. I mean, people told us that about Salt Lake City, too, but they did. But I think Portland even more so. There's a lot of podcasts in Portland that do live shows that don't charge anything. So who, why would they pay to see us in Portland? And that's the sad truth. Because a lot of people have been saying you should come out to Portland. They they say that. But will they pay to see us? I don't think they will. We Unfortunately, we're so far from Portland that we'd have to charge a pretty decent amount to be able to afford to go there. So it's hard to, to justify. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. And we'll, we'll figure out something. We'll I'd, I'd, love, it out right I'd love to do a fucking Portland show. I'd, I'd love I'd love nothing more. But but Portland is very expensive to get to from here. What one show, if you had to pick one show, a Drunksgiving, uh, a live show, uh, just a regular show where yeah. you had a, a per, somebody won, uh, what's the one show that you're most proud about? Probably the live Salt Lake City show. Because how it made you feel? or that, they, that, I, that, was, that was one of the most... That was one of the most fun. That that was some of the most fun I've ever had doing the show. A lot of fun. Was that was went that so quick? Show? Yeah, it did go quick. Um, really proud of uh, the David David Tell interview. I think went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always a good one. Um, the the Syria show was interesting. I mean, it was it was not good. Um, but it was it was a really interesting time. It's probably not one of my favorites. I, I think hands down, Salt Lake by far is my favorite that we've ever. Seen. I'd have to agree. One hundred percent. But the 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 show on on Sirius Satellite Radio was was really was really fun. It was also fun, but we were not good. We were. Were you there? Nervous. Yeah, we at were the, in New York. Okay, I didn't yeah, know if you recorded series. that and sent it up or no live on in a real you know in the studio. That's it was sweet. it was a lot of fun, but it, it didn't uh, it didn't pan out. One show that you would take back? Is there any show that you'd take back? I don't think I'd take any of them back. They're all part of it, you know. That's all part of the learning process. The Philadelphia Live Show was pretty bad. And I was really upset about that for a long time, but I wouldn't take it back. The show itself, it had its moments, but yeah. I had fun. It was I had a fun. fun night. It was still, it was still fun. But I, mean, but I mean, there's no, there's no taking any of it back. It, 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 everything that's happened up until this point has made the show what it is. Love it or fucking hate it. Like I wouldn't even take back episode one. Episode one's bad. Bad. And I took it down. But I mean, it's why did you take it down though? I don't it's get bad. that. It's really I left bad. my episode one up. It's I like, bad. I like mystery. Fucking people always making fun of me. It's bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just not. I just took it down. I didn't want to. I'm going to put it up. I'm going to put it in my feed. People can look for it there. Don't I have that. it. I, I have do, it. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I have it ready um, to go. Blackmail. I like mystery, Mike. I like having mystery. And I like that they're the only people that have heard that have been around since then. Do you think you'll ever have a, a mediocre show box set? Maybe. That we could put up in the store. Maybe when it's done. Yeah. Maybe when the show's done. We'll a retrospectacus of mediocre. <laughs> I really, I toyed with it for a long time and we haven't, maybe we'll still do it in the future. I really wanted to do a record, like a vinyl record. That'd be cool. We did talk about that. You're right. I, I mean, people recorded bits for it and stuff and everything and it, I just couldn't, we couldn't swing the cash to do it. Limited edition vinyl. What about more video or TV? Live, I definitely, we're going to do more video. Yeah. That's definitely going to happen. 
logistically we have to figure it out, but it's going to happen. All right. Well, I want to get you home to yeah. your, to your, to your boy and your wife. Uh, just a couple more things I want to go through. Uh-huh. Uh, your favorite, your top three favorite, uh, interviews on obviously Blizzbeas. Uh, the Jeff, most Jeff one was probably, probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jason, the Jason Bilbury one, probably the other, another favorite. You're talking about of the interview series, not, interview Neil, series. not Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, no, that's, that doesn't, doesn't fall count. within the okay. series. No. Um, and I'd say maybe, maybe Jeff Weiss. It was interesting, I really, right? I really liked the Jeff, but Paul, Paul was good too. So was Brian. They were all, good. they're all really good. Maybe, maybe Paul, because I learned more about Paul in that than I've, than I've ever learned about knowing him for as long as I have. Do you like what I'm trying to do with these though? Yeah. I mean, do I you, do. Do you, do you like in, in my head, I think it's like a really good thing. Yeah, I know. I, I, I love people it. Appreciate. I do. I love it. I look forward to them as soon as they're up. Okay, I, I, first thing I download. Yeah, your opinion means a lot. Yeah, so. I love. I love them. Okay, so your least favorite, obviously, oblivious co-host. <laughs> That's loaded, right? Might be <laughs> because there's only two. What would you change about your least favorite, obviously, oblivious co-host? Uh, I I think it's you know how I feel about Skype shows, and I won't do them anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's a problem. And I think there's a disconnect between between you guys and Kat. I love having Paul in the studio. Yeah. 100%. It's a very different show when Paul's in the studio. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because Kat is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, there's a disconnect. And that was the biggest problem I always had with doing the show with Taylor when he lived in Portland. The, the, best, the best shows of the Taylor era was when he lived in Philadelphia. I agree. Because there's a personal interaction. So I wish that she was local so she could do it in person. Because I think it would be much better. Okay. But I, I like Kat. Don't get me wrong here. I give Kat a hard time and fuck and make jokes about her and stuff, but I like Kat. You're the only one, though. What's that? You, to make you, fun you of her? Give her a hard time. Yeah. I'm Nobody else jerk. does that. Um, but, but I think it would be, I, I wish that there were more in-studio shows with Kat. It would be nice. Yeah. And Paul, he's been a good addition. Fucking great addition. Yeah. Paul cracks me up. He's funny, though. He is. It's stuff that you just, that I hear on the, da- on the download. Or in the edit, that's just fucking liars. All right, yeah. ten more questions. Here we go. Quick ones. Okay. Fire them off. I'm All gonna right. do what I did with uh, Jimmy Martin, Martin and All advice right. because there's like three things on here that I, I wanted to hear what you would say. Okay. <clears throat> What's your favorite word? Uh, I was thinking about that. It might be, but this falls into the curse word one though too. Is cunt. Okay, that's fine. I love it. But <clears throat> what about? Uh, see, I, this was one of my one one of the ones that I was interested in hearing. I thought you would have said something with an ist on the end of it. Oh yeah, you maybe kind of, you kind of coined yeah. that. I do love that. That's kind of been you. Metallurgist. Yeah. That's really, that's really a sexy word. Mm. Yeah. Uh, least favorite word. Tat. Tat. Like, dude, yeah, sweet tats, bro. <laughs> I fucking hate that. I hate it. What turned you on? Um, I guess, I guess. Loyalty and intelligence. Okay. What turned you off? Loyalty and intelligence. <laughs> um, just fucking, just ignorance, blind ignorance. Sweet Tabra. Right? Yeah, that that also. But just just blind ignorance and just and just cockiness when you're fucking wrong. Oh, then you don't like me sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, what sound do you love? Uh, the, the sound of my son laughing. I know that's it's not, it's like a cop-out answer. No, I love but, it. That's awesome. But it makes my fucking day. I like it. What sound do you hate? Uh, Skype shows. Burping on radio shows. We're chewing. <laughs> chewing on my right. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite curse word? 
Cunt. Cunt. Still cunt. Yeah. Okay. If that's considered a curse word. I don't think so anymore. If it's not fuck, then fuck probably is. Okay. What uh, profession other years would you attempt? Uh, I'd love to own a barbecue restaurant. Or really? or lobster fisherman. Food truck. Yeah. Fucking love it. I mean, I'd, I think I'd rather have a store, like an actual brick and mortar store. Yeah. Than a food truck. But. Okay. But yeah, big time. What profession would you not like to do? I'd like to not ever go back to towing. <laughs> okay. If that counts. All right. If heaven exists, uh, what would you like to hear God say when you arrived? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for driving all the way up here. Yeah, man. It's, it was uh, fun. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't as weird so. as I thought it was going to be. I hope I was, didn't want it to be weird. Yeah, it was. I just wanted to be cool. Um, you can hear Eric next. On Wednesday night, live yep. on Media Yorker Show, 8 8 8 p.m. Why don't you do this part? You're, you're a fucking professional. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah, every Wednesday night at 8 8 in the p.m. on uh, the Mediocre Show, MediocreRadioNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we, stream, we stream good shit on that 24 hours a day. Mike, Mike does a lot of hard work programming. You came into the studio tonight. What it was, was playing? Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's me. Mm-hmm. I hear me. I hear my voice. Um, so, yeah, check that out and, and share it with people, man. Don't make this, don't make it your dirty little secret. None of these shows. If it's if it's something you enjoy, fucking tell people about it. Someone just did that on Facebook and it made my fucking day. Like, hey, I really love I really love this show. You should check it out and tag this. And I was like, you know, what? fucking yes, you are great. Or maybe it was on. It might have been on Twitter. I'm good. One of those two. And and so share it with people. And if it's something you enjoy, music, a, a podcast, radio show, fucking anything you enjoy, fucking share it with people. If it's something that you love and you believe in, fucking share it. Even if it's the nerdist, fucking share it with someone. Yeah, and let people know what you think. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, give feedback. Yeah. Give feedback. Give feedback shows. directly to Eric. I'm not going to say it again. Yeah. Now, now I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I had enough. Um, so, yeah, check us out on the Mediocre Show Wednesday night. We will be there. We uh, missed this past week for the Hurricane Obnoxious and uh, Halloween. And Halloween. More Halloween. It was we had the show canceled before yeah. Hurricane Obnoxious showed up. Um, if you want to uh, leave a message about this show with Eric or anything else, you can uh, call our live number. Or not our live number. We could if you wanted to next week. 484-334-2072 is the live number. Our voicemail is 206-888-6052. You can find all of our information on, obviously, Olivia's.com, which is our Facebook page. Because I'm lazy. I do everybody else's website but my own. I don't even yeah. do my own websites anymore. You need to do that. Um, I want to thank you again, Eric. Uh, seriously. Thanks for having me, man. Professionally, friendly, yeah. all that shit. Thank you. Uh, for plow, being in my life. Plow installing. Yeah. I mean, we, we did some manly shit today. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. But no, but, uh, first and foremost, for being in my life. Yeah. Thank I think you, you are man. a great dude. I think um, I, I could never wish uh, enough good stuff for you. I'm I, happy to see where things are from where that. they were, yeah. let's say, three years ago. Yeah. I'm really proud time. of you, what you've accomplished so far. I think... Uh, I think as far as uh, people believing in you, I'm, I mean, I know your wife is the top of the list, but Mm -hmm. I'm right behind her sexually. No, I'm not, not sexually. Um, I'm right behind her. That means a lot. um, I believe you could do anything you put your mind to. And that's why I dream with you when we talk about things that we could do. I'm done dreaming. No, I'm not. I still think we have some. uh, My spirit's broken. (laughs) He's going to, he's dead. Um, no, I, I, I return that, that sentiment. Wow. I don't want to hear it. That Keep it to it. yourself. This no, is no, me I, telling you. All right. Well, I, I return. I, I enjoy our friendship. Good. Good. I'm glad to. You're a sexy dude. I just like you. All right. Listen, grow a goddamn beard. You don't need a certain month to do it. Just have a beard. You talking to me? No, I'm talking to listeners. Oh. Grow a beard. Don't shave it off in December. Fucking keep it. 
because that's how that's what men do. Yeah, but you know what is? I'm getting irritated with the beard stuff, though. Why? All these websites with the fucking beards, like oh. fake beards that you wear. I love those. No, it's fucking just grow a beard, and if yeah. you can't, then you're a pussy. I mean, then no, that's if it. you can't grow a beard, you can grow a beard. Shut up. It's not going to be great, but just try it. Yeah, it'll make you feel good. It's like yeah. drugs. Yeah. No, I, oh, let me take that back. All right, so uh, we're done. Um, Eric got to get home to his family again. Thank you for coming up. Um, yeah, dude. Love you to death, and I hope that when you listen back to this, you enjoy it. I can't wait to hear it back. I don't know if it got weird. I don't think it did. It was fun. I, I hope think I'm a lot more it. relaxed. That was, I, I think it's the other thing. I, I'm a lot more relaxed. This is, again, this is just talking. So um, next live show for a double O will be next weekend, which is a date that I'm not looking at right now. It's yeah. next week. Look yeah. at it. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll be on the Mediocre Radio Network. We'll be the 10th. And, no, uh, the 11th. We'll be the 11th. Yeah, you're the, you're the Marine Corps birthday. The calendarist. Is yeah. it really? 10th Who or 11th. Who are you voting for? I mean, do you really want to know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to vote for Obama. I know. I wanted to hear you say that. Yeah. Why? Because I don't think he had a chance to get, right. to get into it. Shit's turning up. And I, know <clears> I try not to get political on the show, but I'm a really political-minded person. That's one thing people don't know about me. They ask me that question. Mm-mm. But I'm really into politics. I'm not. Yeah, I'm really into it. Really into it. Um, We're going to have to have another discussion about this then. Well, I just don't, it's not something I really feel like it needs to be on the mediocre show. Not on the mediocre show. No. No, I mean a conversation we need to have. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not political. I'm voting for Obama because uh, I don't believe Romney, anything the fucking dude says. I think he's a fucking liar. I think he looks down at everybody. And uh, if it took Bush eight years to fucking ruin the country, it should take Obama should have. He should have a chance. You should have a chance to fix it. So that's all I'm saying. And I don't like I don't like blind I don't like blind ignorance when when it involves that kind of stuff. Like, hey dude, Romney's white. Yeah, he is. So that's why you're voting for him? Like people don't don't take the time to learn about who they're voting for. Well, and that, that really terrible. Me. I'm the one that fucking comes up with all the fucking racist fucking jokes. Yeah. And I don't even look at them as far as black yeah, and white. Because it shouldn't fucking matter. It doesn't. I, I think more importantly, I think uh, the voting time is coming up. I think you should vote either way. Yeah. Uh, it's your it's your right as an American in America. Yeah. That's that. America. Yeah. It's your it's your right. It's what you need to do. Well, so, you need to do it, but just don't don't vote for someone based on on really really surface level shit. Like get into it. Yeah. Look at look at what their what their policies are. Don't don't. And vote. I and because of how wrapped up our life has been in shit recently, I regret not getting more knowledgeable on local politics. And that is going to change in the next year. Well, you got in two years, you're going to have it. It's going to ball yeah. deep in all over. So again. I'm going to go, I'm going to get real into that. I I feel like I've neglected my you local community. You think you ever run for office? No, I don't think I will. No, you don't think you make a change? I don't think I I don't think I could get elected. Then. Why? Because you have a beard and tattoos? I don't know, but I I don't think I could. But but I but I'm, I'm fascinated by it. People, you need to send Eric confidence. <laughs> if there's would, one thing I would change about you, Eric, <laughs> it would be you 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 lack confidence. Oh, that may so. be true. So pick that shit up. All right. Well, that's enough. Um, love you guys. That's it. Eric, what what song are we going out with tonight? Uh, the Descendants, Coolidge. I like The Descendants. I uh, I was originally going to have a joke song in like Alphaville Forever Young because I love that song <laughs> unashamedly. And it would just be a hilarious way to end the show. I mean, maybe if you want to put a second song on. I will put a second song please, on. Please have it be that. Because I, I fucking love that song. Um, And I used to end all my DJ nights with that song. I know that. Um, But, but, but Descendants, Coolidge is a great fucking song. Okay, cool. So uh, we're going to play that now for uh, obviously Oblivious 0091, Eric tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, everything else that's going on, I'm the mic saying, what do I say? I go fuck yourself. No, I night. <laughs> All right, later, dudes.
fuck yourselves and stuff, okay? You know what? I have uh, some more questions for Eric. He left about 20 minutes ago, so he should be driving for another at least half an hour or more. Uh, I think I'm going to call Eric back. So uh, uh, listen to the epic conclusion of the Eric Tomorrow interview on uh, the next file, the next uh, episode of Double O, Double O Nine One Point Five, the epic conclusion of Eric Tomorrow interview, the longest of all the Double O interviews, the longest of all the Double O shows. This is quite long but i did i enjoyed uh, talking to eric and and i hope you guys um appreciate what i was trying to do not not like i'm some wonderful person but um i wish you guys uh could know eric as the person you know as a not intimately like we're lovers but <laughs> uh as a personally as i know eric i know eric's a great dude um he's like i say he's one of my best friends in the world uh you all love him from from hearing him on the show or meeting him in person uh, but that's only, uh, it, honest to God, it's only the tip of the iceberg. It really is. Uh, Eric's so much deeper and there's so much more to him than, um, you could ever get from, uh, from, uh, 
from listening to him on the shows or meeting him in person for a couple of days. He is a uh, quite an amazing person. He is uh, one of the people that I, uh, he's one of my confidants in life and um, he's a really good dude. And I know that he's, he pretty much coined that expression, but he really is. And um, I just wanted uh, you people to know how good of a dude my friend is and in your faces that he's my friend and not yours. So fuck you. You like that? No, listen to uh, the, the last couple questions I have for Eric because I'm going to call him right now. So uh, d- download the next file. End of file one.